as symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Turn it on and rip the knob off. Guys, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Wrestling Memory Grenade, and we are now on episode 71. Time to have a little fun as we begin March 1987 TV here in the World Wrestling Federation, heading in to WrestleMania 3, and I am your host, Ray Russell. And I hope you guys enjoyed our special bonus edition over this past week, episode number 70, featuring an In Your House 6 review from February 1996. It was Brett the Hitman Hart defending his WWF title against Big Daddy Cool Diesel. Shawn Michaels taking on Owen Hart for the number one contender that title shot at WrestleMania 12. Plus, Razor Ramon against The Kid in a crybaby match. And Yokozuna speaks English for the very first time. A very fun episode was episode 70 of The Grenade. It was actually a throwback episode from one of our many shows over at the Patreon-exclusive watch-along series, as part of the all-access tier over at patreon.com slash WrestleCopia, but more on that a little later. A reminder that you can listen to the Wrestling Memory Grenade, as well as all of our sister shows over at the WrestleCopia Podcast Network on WrestleCopia.com. That's WrestleCopia.com. And everywhere else, your podcast streaming needs are met, from Apple to Spotify, Google Pod, and beyond. And you can follow the Grenade WrestleCopia. You can follow me, Ray Russell, on our social media accounts over at Twitter. Follow us at Rasslin Grenade. That's at R-A-S-S-L-I-N Grenade Home of the free prize giveaway. Also follow and like us on Facebook.com slash Rasslin Grenade. And be sure to follow us on Twitter and or Facebook for your chance to enter and win all future free prize giveaways, including our current giveaways. That's right, I said giveaways, guys. That's plural. Two free prize giveaways being given away as part of the upcoming WrestleMania 3 definitive edition of the Grenade in just a couple weeks' time. And you may be asking, Ray, what are those free prize giveaways? Well, I'm here to tell you two, count them, two free prize giveaways. First, a Ricky the Dragon Steamboat autographed 8x10 promo pick of the Dragon as Intercontinental Champion from here in 1987. Our second prize, another autographed 8x10 promo pick, this time of the Honky Tonk Man as Intercontinental Champion. Two free prizes, two winners to be announced as part of our WrestleMania 3 Definitive Edition of the Grenade coming up, as I said, in just a couple weeks' time. You, too, can win the Ricky Steamboat or Honky Tonk Man autograph promo pick. And all you have to do in order to win one of these free prizes and all future free prizes here on the Wrestling Memory Grenade, all you have to do is follow us on Twitter, again, at Wrestling Grenade. Follow and like us on Facebook.com slash Wrestling Grenade for your chance to win each and every future free prize giveaway. It's that simple. And while you're at it, make sure to stop on over to our YouTube channel. You can find us there at youtube.com slash wrestling grenade. Again, youtube.com slash wrestling grenade. I've added tons of new videos from the AWA, the WWF in both 1987, 1988. Lots of fun times to be had over at our YouTube channel. Go check it out. And we're adding new content each and every week. And just a sidebar here real quick. want to thank each and every one of you who has been following us on our social media accounts spreading the word, liking our videos, retweeting our videos, commenting on our shows, subscribing to our YouTube channel. It's really meant a lot to me. It's really helped the grenade grow 
week after week, and it's all because of you, the listeners. But I encourage you guys to please continue doing so. We're not done yet. We're still making stride in getting to that next level. And as long as you guys continue to support me and show your interest, I will continue to do all of this extensive research, all of the great detail I put into these shows, grabbing all the videos, all the images, all of the sound bites, bringing you everything I can, because it's you guys that make this all worthwhile. And going back to the top of the program, now is a great time to be a patron, a WrestleCopia patron, that is, our revamped and all-new WrestleCopia Podcast Network Patreon account over at patreon.com slash WrestleCopia. That's patreon.com slash WrestleCopia, 12 tiers to choose from. But I recommend you start at the $5 all-access tier. $5 gets you six gifts, including our insanely detailed show notes for both the Wrestling Memory Grenade as well as sister show Monday Warfare, where we talk Raw versus Nitro there. Also, you receive early access to many of the WrestleCopia podcasts. You can listen days, sometimes even a week, before the rest of the listeners out there. And it doesn't end there. Unedited versions of many of our podcasts, including Tom Robinson's TR Shocks the World Show, and of course, our Patreon-exclusive watch-along series. We put a lot of those out for free recently, very retro episodes. We won't be doing that again in the future. You can consider these bonus shows, sample shows here on The Grenade over the last couple weeks, some of these Patreon exclusives we've done, including WWF and WCW pay-per-views, Coliseum videos, Saturday Night's Main Events, Flair vs. Steamboat Clash of the Champions 6, and so much more over at our Patreon-exclusive watch-along series. And now also added to the tier, remastered versions of the earliest episodes of The Grenade, covering the NWA in 1989. What does remastered mean, Ray? It means enhanced sound quality and new content. Originally edited out of the initial broadcast, edited right back into the show. And it doesn't end there. We've also added now digital downloads, guys. Our sixth gift for $5 digital downloads for your viewing and reading pleasure. And you get all of that, guys, for the low, low price of just $5. The all-access tier, again, gets you our insanely detailed show notes, the Patreon-exclusive watch-along series, remastered versions of the show, early access to many of our podcasts, digital downloads for your reading and viewing pleasure, and so much more. And all of that, again, for the low price of $5. And this is the best part. No subscription. You can cancel anytime. Give it a go for a month. And I think you'll like the content we offer. And remember this, every penny of it goes right back in to the podcast network. So please, Help us pay the bills, help keep the Wrestling Memory Grenade, Monday Warfare, our upcoming brand new territory-based podcast, and so much more up and running for the years to come. And I apologize in advance for any noise outside. They're still repaving the roads. I think they're going to finish up today, though, so that's good news. Also apologize if I sound a little nasally this week, guys. I have some sort of a cold or allergies or something along those lines. But the show must go on, as they say. All right, guys, we last left off the 1987 project here talking about March news. We also looked at the house show results and Saturday night's main event for March 14th here in 87. And now we go back to the beginning of the month of March and begin looking at and dissecting all of the WWF TV leading into WrestleMania four weeks away from the big one, WrestleMania three. And we kick things off back on March 2nd with primetime wrestling.
This is Gorilla Monsoon. And your host, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Primetime Wrestling. All right, this is going to be a loaded edition of Primetime. You want to talk about sound bites galore? This is where it's at, guys. Tons of sound bites here, and you'll hear a lot of them leading into WrestleMania. Bobby Heenan hosting a show while promoting an event such as WrestleMania with one of his men, Andre, in the main event. Lots of Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon here over the next four weeks in sound bites, and I wouldn't have it any other way. And as the show gets going, immediately we're in the hard sell for the Hulk Hogan Andre the Giant main event, WrestleMania 3. This will continue all month long here on Primetime and every other WWE program as well. But let us go off to Gorilla and Bobby shilling the main event of WrestleMania 3. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Primetime Wrestling, where we feature the greatest professional athletes in the world, the superstars, in fact, of the World Wrestling Federation, and there are some tremendous guys around. No question in anybody's mind, Bobby. And the hottest thing coming up in the world today is WrestleMania Three. Well, there hasn't been a match of this magnitude ever, not only since I've been around professional wrestling, but ever in the history of professional wrestling has a match of this magnitude gone down, like the match between Andre the Giant and the world's heavyweight champion, Hulk Hogan. I, I have to uh, thank you for the invitation to come to the training camp in... Oh, I promised I wouldn't say where it was. Uh, I was impressed, to say the least. I mean, your accommodations were fine. I kinda, everything was Take fine. Up, okay. I, I was impressed. You know, I've known Andre ever since his inception into the world of professional wrestling, as I've known Hulk Hogan ever since he started in the world of professional wrestling. On occasion, I've had an opportunity to be a partner of Andre the Giant in a number of matches, as well as I've been a pleasure was mine to be partner to Hulk Hogan, the world's heavyweight champion. Andre is more powerful now than I've ever seen him in his entire career. He's in better condition now than I've ever seen him. In fact, Andre the Giant is the most dangerous individual at this particular point in time of anyone that I can think of in the realm of professional sports. Then it's safe to say you're a little more impressed this week than you were last. I, I am indeed impressed The odds Andre are the Giant. Right now we're going to go changing to... Changing a bit. All right, Gorilla Monsoon, impressed by Andre's training camp. Gorilla says he knows both men pretty well, both Hulk and Andre. And he says that Andre the Giant is more powerful now and in better condition than he's ever been. Eh, I don't know about that, Gorilla. I know Monsoon's job was to over-exaggerate, and he did a tremendous job of it on the weekly back in the day. But this was just a little bit too much for me. Andre the Giant in better condition than he's ever been. Mm, I don't know. It's Gorilla, so he gets a pass. But as the show goes on, the conversation continues, as you might imagine. Bobby Heenan wanting to pick the Gorilla's brain. Imagine that, the brain, trying to pick somebody else's brain here. And Gorilla lures Bobby right in. He says, Andre looked great at the training camp, but there was one thing lacking. One thing lacking? Let's listen. You know, let's get back to last week, uh, last Wednesday, in fact, when I was uh, up at your little uh, den of iniquity, shall we say. Training camp. Training camp. One thing is lacking, I, I found. Andre doesn't think for himself. Andre depends on you at this particular point in time for some unknown reason to do all his thinking for him, all his talking for him. However, come March 29th, somewhere in the neighborhood of 4 p.m. Eastern time, he's going to have to step in there, in between the ropes and inside the ring. Not you. Oh, no. Him. Him. He'll have to do that. Right. And the reason I'm doing all his talking for him now and all his thinking for him now is so he won't have to be bothered with anything but one thing on his mind, Hulk Hogan. 
Well, that can backfire, and as we get farther on into the program today, I'll tell you exactly how it can backfire. Gorilla Monsoon pointing out that Andre no longer thinking for himself, but he will have to do so at WrestleMania. Good point made there by Monsoon. However, the conversation doesn't end there. Bobby Heenan continues throughout the episode, begging Gorilla Monsoon, you notice something that might cost Andre the match at WrestleMania? What is it? Spill it, Gorilla. I would tell you something if I knew something. I think it's fair just to tell me. Please, why are you pressuring me about this? Are you worried? Are you concerned? Obviously you are. No, I'm looking at you. I, I know your career, Monsoon. You are a wrestling legend. You're an expert. You've done it all. And if you found something that I need to know about, Andre, I would appreciate it. What makes you think I would tell you? I, I invite you up there. I foot, I foot the bill for you. Please. You ain't like you were going to the chair. Special match coming up right now. And Gorilla continues to have fun with the brain there. He noticed something that might cost Andre the match, it would seem, and Bobby Heenan wants to know what is it, what is that one thing you noticed during Andre's training camp. There's also other things going on in the World Wrestling Federation, one of those being the upcoming feud or the potential feud between Blackjack Mulligan and the outlaw Ron Bass. And here's a quick fun banter between the brain and Gorilla in regards to that possible feud. I would like to see a match between the outlaw, Ron Bass, and my good friend, Big Blackjack Mulligan. Would you not like to see a match of that nature? Yeah, that'd be a good match. Yeah, it certainly would. You know, uh, Mulligan's got a saying. He's got a lot of sayings. It'll take a good man to beat him, but it won't take him long. That's not one of his sayings. It isn't? No, it it, it isn't. Believe me, it isn't. (laughs) Fun stuff there by those two, uh, you know... Blackjack Mulligan has a saying. He has a lot of sayings. I don't doubt that. One of those sayings, it takes a good man to beat him, but it doesn't take him long. That is not his saying, Bobby. Come on. And the best part of it all is we never get that Mulligan-Ron Bass feud, so it works for me. And as we move on, Bobby Heenan still wants to know what was the flaw that Gorilla Monsoon noticed in training camp, and the brain goes so far as to bribe the Gorilla. Listen to this. The most prestigious event of 1987 will undoubtedly be WrestleMania 3 uh, happening. Uh, obviously, yeah, How much do you want? How much do I want for what? I know you're holding out for something. You found something wrong, and you're waiting for me to make some big offer. I'm not waiting for you to make any kind of offer. Well, then why don't you tell me? Tell you what? You said you went to the training camp. Yes, I did. And you said it was more than you thought it'd be, and you said Andre was in the... Best shape of his career. That's, that was my opinion, yeah. And you also said uh, he impressed you more than he's ever has. Uh, obviously. And you said, well, you noticed something. Yeah. And I said, what? You said, turn around, let's watch this. I said, well, I want to I I know. I'm not about to t- You're the brain. I should have to tell you something? I'm not about to tell you. Well, I don't work with Andre in training. I handle the business, and I have a staff of I people. I can't help it if you're a little bit shorthanded when it comes to the actual physical part of the match. Well, what right can now, I do with go Andre the Very dread. prestigious signing. All right, so Bobby the Brain Heenan stooping to new lows, trying to bribe Gorilla Monsoon here into telling him what, what was the potential flaw you saw in Andre's training that flaw may cost him the match at WrestleMania. Now, Bobby doesn't come right out and say that, but clearly if he's bribing Monsoon, there's some kind of worry there. So I love these guys continue throughout the entire show having fun with this. But we roll on with more talk involving the big main event at WrestleMania. That is, in fact, the contract signing. Let's listen to Bobby's take on a handshake deal. You're obviously very happy now. Of course I'm happy now. I have it documented. You have it documented. In ink. President of World Wrestling Federation in attendance? Yeah, but that didn't really mean nothing. 
Well, that makes it even more official. It makes it official, but I. It still was official as far as I'm concerned. As soon as the Hulk said yes, Somebody, I will. People, you take people by their word, don't you? Well, yeah. And a me. handshake probably be good enough for you. Of course. Did you owe me five hundred thousand dollars? You know, for you, highly See, unlikely. You can't trust anybody. I don't, I don't trust. I don't anybody. trust you. That's for sure. I don't trust me. I don't, I don't know of anybody that trusts you. So maybe Miss Betty, but she's got plenty of her own hang-ups. Don't worry about Miss Betty. All right, the brain, he doesn't trust a handshake. He wants Hogan's signature on a contract. I agree with that. Gorilla Monsoon, though, he says, why, why do you not trust a handshake, brain? Bobby Heenan says, hey, you trust a handshake? Absolutely, says Gorilla. Bobby then, right away, without hesitation, well, I want to borrow 500 grand. Gorilla Monsoon doesn't trust Bobby Heenan's handshake. However, Bobby's going to have to wait for that half a mil. But the conversation continues on as they talk a brand new belt being made. One that will fit the waist of Andre the Giant. Well, what? let me ask you this. Why do you stick your nose in and, and have things to do with having a new belt made? Okay, I'll tell you exactly why. The belt they have right now is made for Hulk Hogan. So what? So it doesn't fit Andre the Giant. I don't see what big deal it makes. You know, at the height of my career, I was at 440 pounds, and I was the uh, United States heavyweight champion. I was the All-Asiatic all heavyweight champion. I was a number of times co-holder to the World Tag Team uh, Championship belts. None of those belts ever fit me. I just threw them <laughs> over my shoulder. It was no big deal. Maybe you didn't care about appearance. Care I about care about it. Andre cares about it. He wants that belt to fit him. He wants to stand in the middle of that ring in front of 90-some thousand people. And when that belt is strapped around his waist... He's on an ego trip, like you are. That you, don't that ego you don't have an ego in life. You don't have an ego in life. Right now, we're going to go to the guy no from the 82nd. All right, that was some fun stuff there. That almost felt like a real gorilla to me. Bobby Heenan having a new belt made because Andre wants to look dapper. He wants to look like the champion. He wants to have that belt around his waist. Gorilla Monsoon, he never saw the big deal about a belt fitting. Why, no belt ever fit the gorilla. He simply just threw it over his shoulder. No big deal. And just to show you these two can have a conversation about anything, let's listen to the fallout of the match involving Corporal Kirchner scoring a pinfall victory over Johnny K-9 from the Maple Leaf Gardens. Boy, the Corporal had a tough time. Well, you know, the experience pays off. Week in and week out, Corporal Kirchner continues to get worse. Why do you say continues to get worse? Why? You saw it with me. Yeah, I saw the match. Boy, when I think how you're trying to sucker me in this thing, you know something. You just, you, you don't always, know nothing. I always know you something. You don't know nothing. I always know something. And you something. want me to get upset and worried. I'm not going to get upset and worried. Great. All right, and I should preface this match. I believe it was originally scheduled to be Kirchner versus Butch Reed. So the match gets a little time, and it, ta it does take Kirchner about, I think it's something along the lines of uh, 11 minutes to pin Johnny Canine here. So Gorilla Monsoon says, Corporal, had a tough time there. Bobby Heenan replies, Kirchner continues to get worse rather than better, and then both guys actually have a laugh at how bad Corporal Kirchner seems to have gotten in recent months here in the WWF. Poor Kirchner. And as they've moved away from the Hulk-Andre topic for at least a little bit here, they continue on with other random topics, including the new attire of the Killer Bees. And of course, our feature, non-title matchup, the Hart Foundation, the reigning champions against a, a team that I think has greatness in store for them in the Killer Bees. You think so? Well, I, I do. I think they may need a little bit of a modification on some of the things that they wear in the ring, but uh, we'll be back with all those exciting bouts. So Gorilla, clearly not a fan of the new look of the Killer Bees here, wearing these striped trunks with black ballet-looking tights underneath and those yellow, appear to be sneakers, maybe wrestling shoes. I'm not really sure. They're, they're trying new things, so I guess A for effort, D-minus on the look.
All right, Gorilla and the Brain go on. They begin talking about the six-man tag team match, which Adrian Adonis accidentally cut the hair of Brutus Beefcake. But that leads to Bobby and Gorilla talking about six-man matches upcoming at WrestleMania 3. Tag team action uh, coming up right now. Six-man style is a tremendous six-man as part of WrestleMania 3, Brain. That's right. Bundy? I'm talking mi- about that. That's a mixed tag. I'm talking about the one involving the tag team champions, oh. the Hart Foundation and Danny Davis. Yes. That other Benedict Arnold. Well, the Benedict Arnold. He was canned by Jack Tunney for Rightly doing his so. job. Rightly so. They're going to have to pay. Tito Santana, British Bulldogs, are going to give them you-know-what for. But right now, a very exciting six-man tag coming at you featuring the adorable one, Adrian Adonis. Let's go to the ring. Number one to three. Adrian Adonis is indeed a dummy. A big dummy. What can I say? What can you say? It's an you accident. Saw, even if it was an accident, Bobby DeBrain Heenan... Adrian Adonis, aside from the mouth of the South, Colonel Jimmy Hart, doesn't have five friends that he could count on his fingers, and he just lost one of them. Well, first of all, the ring is no place to have a scissors. Well, I agree with that. <laughs> and um, With tongue-in-cheek you said that. No, I didn't mean Well, that. we won't get into but that. But what I'm trying to say is, in the heat of battle, he, he just made a mistake. Yeah, he sure he's did. He's going to have to live with it. Sooner or later, he's going to have to pay for it because I'll Don't get you. on me. I didn't cut his hair. Brutus is hot. I've never seen this guy bent out of shape the way he was after oh, that match. Oh, he's hot. You'd be hot, too, if somebody cut your hair. Gorilla saying, we have a tremendous six-man tag at WrestleMania 3. Bobby replies, yeah, Bundy and the Midgets. No brain. The Bulldogs match. Shout out to Fred G. Sanford out there as well. As Gorilla Monsoon refers to Adonis as a big dummy. Look here, you big dummy. After cutting the hair of Beefcake, we learn that Beefcake is none too pleased. In fact, he is pissed off. Beefcake wanting revenge on Adonis, hoping Piper will shave him bald. But I love the line, Gorilla Monsoon, we got a big six-man upcoming at WrestleMania 3. Bobby, without a hesitation in the world, yeah, Bundy and the Midgets. No brain, come on. Bulldogs and Tito, Heart Foundation, Danny Davis, that's where it's at. And speaking of the little guys... Here's a fun soundbite I slapped together. Bobby Heenan talking about some of his other matches upcoming at WrestleMania involving King Kong Bundy, Hercules versus Billy Jack Haynes, and more. Listen to this. Coming up, a match with two individuals in it that are very, very heavily involved in WrestleMania 3. Talking about your man King Kong Bundy and the mixed six-man tag team match with two little guys. Four little guys. Well, little Tokyo and uh, Lord Lord Littlebrook. Littlebrook. On the side of Bundy and, of course, Hillbilly Jim. And, and the Little Shaver. and um, Little Shaver. Little Beaver is the guy's name. I forgot. And the Haiti Kid. And the Haiti Kid, yeah. The Cocoa Butt Haiti Kid. Right. Now, he can rear back, bash his head as hard as he can, and maybe crack the shin of Bundy? Please. Please. Let's talk about another one of your supposed stars, Hercules Hernandez, who right. will meet his match for sure. Billy Jerk Haynes. No, Billy Jack. Jack. You know, he's got a temper. Billy Jerk, and he gets he mad. He's Not very often does only, he lose his cool. Only when he looks in the mirror and sees what he paid for that ridiculous hat. That's when he gets We're not going to get any sense out of this guy this week, so let's go direct to ringside. King Kong Bundy taken out. That hat had to cost him at least 60. Well, last week you did the almost identical, despicable display, interfering once again. Would you have something going with President Jack Tunney of the World Wrestling Federation? Started out, you and he were the only ones at the hearing. Now you don't seem to be worried whatsoever about what kind of ridiculous things that you do in and around that squared circle. No fear whatsoever of maybe being suspended. You're not going to suspend me for the simple reason. I can't suspend you. No. And Jack Tunney can't, and he won't. 
because he knows he's going to have to deal with the world's heavyweight champion, which will be Andre the Giant. And I manage him. So you suspend me, you don't have a champion to do business with. So I kind of got carte blanche to do what I want, Mr. Tunney. And any time a moron like Billy Jack Haynes is going to get in that ring and try to make a fool out of any member of my family at our expense, he is going to have to pay for it one way or the other. Period. Do you End consider someone who has the ability to put a full Nelson on the likes of King Kong Bundy making a fool out of your man? End of conversation. Your man was a fool to begin with. Coming up, another fool from the stable of the brain, Benedict. And Bobby Heenan referring to Little Beaver as a little shaver. I don't know why that made me LMAO, I wrote here in my notes. They talk about how dangerous Haiti Kid might be, his cocoa butt. Bobby fears, yeah, he could rear his head back and crack the shin of King Kong Bundy. Also talking Hercules versus Billy Jack Haynes. Heenan saying that Billy Jack Haynes has quite the temper, and I have to agree with these recent promos. Every time he looks in the mirror, he sees what he paid for when he looks at that hat. Gorilla Monsoon questioning Bobby Heenan on some of his Recent matches involving Billy Jack Haynes against the likes of King Kong Bundy and the King Harley Race. How has Bobby Heenan been getting away with such things without worrying about repercussions? The Brain says he's now untouchable by the WWF because he will be manager of the next WWF World Heavyweight Champion. Makes sense. And speaking of Heenan family members, where's Benedict Orndorff in all of this, asks the gorilla. Well, folks, about a year ago this time here in the World Wrestling Federation, Bobby the Brain Heenan... Benedict Arnold was uh, more or less a king of the hill, so to speak. I beg your pardon, who? I'm talking about Paul Orndorff. Well, then talk properly about Paul Orndorff. Well, he's a Benedict Arnold in my Maybe book. It's etched in there. For, I don't to know the fans out there as well. The fans. Where is he now? He will be at WrestleMania three. He will not be in the ring, but he is going to be the, one of the first people in the, my family to step into the ring and congratulate the new world's champion. That's I, where I, he'll didn't, be. I didn't ask you that. I, where is he in the World Wrestling Federation? Where, where is he stand in contenders? Contenders right now? He's probably rated one of the top five. Because he's currently under the tutelage of you. He's in deep trouble as a in lot of deep the other trouble? family members of Bobby DeBrain Heenan. Let's go to the ring right now and take a look at who knows. Benedict. Monsoon pointing out the glaring omission of Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff on the WrestleMania 3 event. He was just main eventing headlining with Hulk Hogan for the past half year or more, in fact, selling out the stadium, CNE Stadium up in Canada, and now he's nowhere to be found on the, the biggest event of all time, WrestleMania 3. Where is Paul Orndorff? Bobby Heenan says, oh, he'll be at WrestleMania 3, all right. He'll be one of the first men to step in the ring to congratulate Andre the Giant. That didn't sound too good. Paul Orndorff will be at WrestleMania 3, but only to congratulate the new champion, Andre the Giant. So it seems like Bobby's moved past Orndorff going for the gold. You have to wonder what Mr. Wonderful thinks about that. But the show goes on even more. Sound bites, guys. I told you a ton of them here. Especially on this edition of Primetime Wrestling. Bobby Heenan talks Andre the Giant's victory party. What will that be like? You know why I want you at the party? You know why I want you at my victory party? So you can be the first one to sit there. I, I like to go to parties. Do you? Yeah. But parties that are, I know are going to happen. This is not a for sure thing you're talking about. So, I mean, you have two parties to go to, either Hogan's or Andre's, whoever. Okay, that's, put it, that's putting it a little nicer. Okay, yes. fine. There's a good the way chance. you're talking, it's a one-way street here. Andre the Giant's going to go out there and come back to world's heavyweight champion. I agree with you. Now, that's the way you're talking. Oh. That is indeed possible. You're dying to say that. But you don't want to look bad to these people. You don't want them to say, Gorilla, 
You really want Andre to win? He does. He really does because he likes big. Did men. you hear me say that? But I know you, monster. I know you like the back of my hand. You want Andre to become champion of the world. You've had it up to here with Hulkamania. We'll be back I with have, our feature. You Can have. He has. Just a moment. She has. He has. Kind of interesting there. Bobby Heenan says, Gorilla Monsoon, you know you've had it up to here with Hulkamania. You know you're sick of Hulk Hogan and Hulkamania. We don't really get an actual response from Gorilla, but I have to feel in real life maybe they were shooting there just a little bit. Now, I'm sure their wallets appreciate Hulkamania, but the show continues on. It's more Killer Bees talk as they take on the Tag Team Champions Heart Foundation, this being a non-title match. Big matchup in Toronto's Maple Leaf Gardens, the Hart Foundation, the newly crowned, well, given the title of World Tag Team. I, I think you ought to mention to these poor misguided humanoids out here that this is a non-titled match. Number one, people that watch primetime wrestling are not poor nor humanoids. No, you're right. This is a non-title matchup because this That's match was said. signed before Danny Davis saw fit to give the belts to the Hart Foundation. What would you do without me? Killer B is a golden opportunity for them to make a tremendous mark with the championship committee of the World Wrestling Federation. title match. Let's go to the ring. Sorry, humanoids. What's going on? All right, as they try to throw to the match, uh, Bobby Heenan calling the people at home poor and humanoids. Gorilla Monsoon says, hey, they wouldn't have cable TV if they were poor or humanoids. So Bobby Heenan does apologize there, kind of, in his own Bobby Heenan way. As the duo continue on, they have talk of the British Bulldogs as well as all of the celebrities coming in to WrestleMania 3, including Samantha Fox. You know, when you think about how they won the championship, how Dynamite was on the floor injured, he did the same typical thing that all British people do. When they go into battle, he laid down, he quit. Why don't you stop? That's what happened. He didn't get... He got whacked right over the head by the megaphone from the mouth of the south. Didn't, didn't you see it? No, I, I must have missed that. You know, obviously, you, you miss a lot of things conveniently, don't you? No. no I I'll tell you what you won't want to miss. You won't want to miss Mr. Baseball, Bob Euchre, as part of WrestleMania 3. You won't want to miss our special guest timekeeper, the host of Entertainment Tonight, Mary Hart, as part of WrestleMania 3. Who are some of the other folks? Well, there is the... First Lady of Soul that is going to sing America the Beautiful. Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin. And Samantha Fox. Samantha Fox. She is going to be Keeper of the Crown. She's going to present the crown to the winner, either the King of Wrestling, Harley Race, or the Junkyard Dog. Oh, she has eyes for me, you know. Yeah, she said she, she liked your lips. She said, take a look at the kisser on that guy. We'll be back in a moment. All right, some interesting stuff there. We'll get to Samantha Fox in just a second. But Dynamite Kid did what all British do. He laid down and quit when it was time to fight, says Bobby the Brain Heenan there. And I absolutely love the fact that we get this brief conversation here between Gorilla and Bobby in regards to Samantha Fox and what she would have been doing at WrestleMania 3 because it proves beyond just the Wrestling Observer newsletter that this was a thing. This was actually going to happen. Samantha Fox was supposed to be there to crown the king at the end of the Harley Race Junkyard Dog matchup. Of course, she pulls out here within the next couple weeks and doesn't ever make it to WrestleMania. In fact, she's never even announced during any of the WrestleMania reports. It doesn't really go beyond this brief conversation here in Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon. For those interested in who Samantha Fox was at the time, she was a teen pop star over in the UK, but also she had been known prior to her music career as a nude model. So think about that. All right, and we've got one final soundbite here for this episode of Primetime Wrestling. Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby Heenan talking, Alice Cooper. 
Folks, that wraps it up for another week here on Primetime. But really, things are just starting to build momentously for WrestleMania 3. We know all the matches now. We know all the events that are going down. We even know that Alice Cooper will be in the corner of Jake the Snake Roberts when he takes on the honky-tonk, the back jumper. If the real stand-up guy. If it's not bad enough that he has that snake in the bag. You know what Alice Cooper is famous for snakes. besides rock music? Snakes. Snakes. Well, Have 90,000 snakes in the Silver Dome, too? Well, I I'm sure there'll, there'll be... Uh, what has she got to do with professional wrestling anyway? What do you mean she? Alice Cooper well, is not a she. Well, it's a guy with a girl's break. name. You're right? showing right now just how unintelligent you are. No, there are going to be a lot of that. strange people in corners. In the corner of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. In fact, will be George the Animal Steel, yeah, he's a real thorn in the side of the macho man Randy Savage. Maybe a year is about as long as a guy like Savage can hold on to a belt as prestigious as the Intercontinental. Maybe a little over three years is as long as another gentleman can, and I use that term very, very loosely, can hold on to another championship. Well, it's a lot, three times is a long time to hold on to any kind of belt, let alone the world's heavyweight championship belt. But I want you to realize something, everybody else. This isn't just another match. This isn't just another day in your life. This is history. History is going to be made. You're going to see the greatest athletes in the world at the greatest sports facility in the world. And you're going to see the world's heavyweight champion, Hulk Hogan, go down at the feet of Andre the Giant. That remains to be seen. We'll see you all next week. I've said it all. All right, and Bobby's saying it's bad enough that Jake already has snakes, but now she will be in the corner of Roberts at WrestleMania. Gorilla has to correct him. Alice Cooper is not a she. It's a he. With a name like Alice? Bobby Heenan, will you stop? And that'll end this edition of Primetime Wrestling as we fast forward to the superstars of wrestling for March 7th, 1987. All right, in this episode taped back on February 16th, New Haven, Connecticut at the Civic Center, it's Vince McMahon, Jesse the Body Ventura, and the living legend Bruno San Martino on commentary as we get rolling Mary Hart promo time. Right out of the gate, we're getting going with WrestleMania here. The celebrities are out. Mary says she's ready for something new. And I wrote here, well, at least she's not pretending. What I mean by that is Mary is openly saying in a lot of these promos that she doesn't know a whole lot about wrestling, but she's interested in trying something new. She's interested in being involved, and she seems genuinely interested in, in being part of this event. So kudos to Mary Hart for that. And it's fun that we kick the show off right away with the celebrities. We're already talking WrestleMania. We're only seconds into the episode, but we head to the ring. It's so nice of you to join us here. Junkyard Dog taking on the Duke of Dorchester, Pete Doherty. As the dog begins to dominate the match, Doherty goes to the head, but obviously to no avail. Nobody ever accused Doherty of being the smartest wrestler ever. Ventura then on commentary politely points out that the dog has quote-unquote bulked up. He's at the biggest he's ever seen him. Kind way for Ventura to point out that the dog has been putting on a little more weight as of late. The Duke finally manages to get JYD down on his back, and what does he do as an offensive maneuver? He stands on his dick. Yes, the Duke of Dorchester standing on the crotch of the junkyard dog here, and it would appear that JYD has not one but two hard heads as he kind of no-sells the situation. And the thump power slam ends this thing two minutes and 16 seconds. 
and we get a little juking between the JYD and, the, and some of the kids around ringside following the match as we move on to update with Mean Gene Okerlund. We go back and talk about the Honky Tonk Man bashing his guitar over the head of Jake the Snake Roberts. That match now, the 12th and final match added to WrestleMania 3. And as we've already learned, Alice Cooper now also in the corner of the Snake Man. We get a promo from Jake the Snake Roberts and Alice Cooper here to end this edition of Update as they promise revenge on the Honky Tonk Man and Jimmy Hart at the big pay-per-view. And before we go back to action, we're reminded of last week's situation in which Adrian Adonis accidentally cut the hair of Brutus Beefcake. Vince McMahon hears that Brutus has revenge on his mind. But it's back to ringside now with a couple of other members of Johnny V's stable. It's Axe and Smash of Demolition taking on the team of Tommy Sharp and Mike Luca. But get this, guys. Demolition now have entrance music. We gotta listen. Johnny V's has a hard time, I think, maintaining order. Johnny V's ready to step to the ring now with demolition. To be led towards the ring by their manager, Johnny V, at a total combined weight of 584 pounds. You think Johnny V's walking with confidence with those two guys right behind him? Yeah, I would say that uh, Johnny V, he could just about smart off to anybody in the world, I think. As long as he has demolition at his side, no question about it. Look at these two guys. Axe and Smash. They are awesome. And I'll tell you, they're just as awesome when they're in the ring, putting a hurt on someone as they are the way they look stepping into the ring. Johnny V with the demolition axe and smash as he calls them absolutely awesome demolition now rocking that heavy metal type entrance music the words aren't there yet it's just the instrumental version but even the instrumental version just sounded so badass and as the match gets going remember we saw that clip of Adonis cutting the hair of Brutus well we get an insert promo here from Johnny V who talks about the situation between his dream team and Adrian Adonis Johnny V says that his entire stable listens to him, especially the Dream Team. Especially the Dream Team? Hmm. Seemed unnecessary to say. It's almost like there's a storyline developing here. But back to the match. It's demolition and control. Demolish and destroy. Poor Luca has no clue and no chance here in this one. Smash lines up with a catapult on Luca into a clothesline from Axe. Not very good timing, not very good looking, but demolition use it to score the win here in a minute and 44 seconds. And with the post-Randy Colley version of Demolition, I felt like they were trying to go for their own identity here. And since the Demolition decapitation were sometimes a move that the Moondogs used, I would have to imagine they kind of borrowed that from the Moondogs when they became Demolition. And I feel like maybe Axe and Smash, the new Smash, Barry Darso, were trying their own stuff here, trying something new, really not working out. As the timing involved here, really hard to make this move look good, especially on the weekly. So glad they'll be going back to that decapitation move sooner rather than later. As we go on, it's promo time. As we listen to the new Tag Team Champion Heart Foundation, they're talking about their upcoming big match against Tito Santana and the British Bulldogs at WrestleMania 3. I apologize in advance for the quality of the audio here on this particular promo, but I enjoyed it so much, I wanted to play it anyway. Take a listen. 
All right, fans, next Sunday at the Superdome in Pontiac, Michigan, WrestleMania 3. These three men to meet the British Bulldogs, plus Tito Santana, Red Heart. Well, you know what I like to do? You know, I like to look at this thing. It's like we've got a Porsche and we've got a tank, and now we've got Danny Davis. Danny Davis is, oh. the, is the real weapon of the heart. Yeah, These Bulldogs and it's a wall. Well, you know, this thing is going to be a real slaughter. Slaughterhouse 4, right here. Right here. Bo! Wow! Have you ever heard a Mexican dog bark? <laughs> Those little sick chihuahuas that hang around the corners with their greasy taco stands on. All right, so we know the British in this match are bulldogs, but then they talk about Mexican dogs, like maybe a chihuahua? Tito Santana, not being talked about highly here by the Hart Foundation, and then Jim Neidhart with the greasy taco stands line as well. Again, I do apologize for the quality of that specific promo, but I really enjoyed it, so I wanted to include it here for those who appreciate those type of things. As we go on, though, it's another promo from Mary Hart, this time with Bob Euchre by her side. Euchre stating that he bought Mary Hart a fur coat for WrestleMania 3 since it might be chilly outside up in Detroit in the month of March, but Mary reminds Euchre, Bob, the vent, it's indoors. Oh, Euchre. As we head back to the ring for our next match, we see a fan posing at ringside next to Suzette, the lovely Federette. As we go back to the ring, it is Terry Gibbs awaiting his opponent, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and what an ovation here for the Dragon, one of the most over faces in the company right now, that's for sure. And as the match gets going, an insert promo from the Macho Man, and Miss Elizabeth Savage says he's not concerned at all with George Steele in the corner of Ricky Steamboat. In fact, he calls the animal... A non-factor, aha. Uh, As the match gets going, it's Terry Gibbs on top, working a headlock on Steamboat, but Steamer comes right back, working over the arm of Terry Gibbs. Gibbs finally trying to gain momentum, grabs the dragon by his hair and pitches him over the top rope. But the dragon grabs hold of the top rope and skins the cat back inside. Terry Gibbs, though, waiting for him, staying on top, unbelievable. Gibbs goes out of the norm and climbs to the top rope himself, doesn't look too comfortable up there, and Gibbs jumps off into a waiting steamboat who sends him down to the mat, and then it's the dragon with a pair of drop kicks before he goes to the top himself. Flying crossbody ends this thing. Ricky Steamboat picking up a win, three minutes and 26 seconds. Show goes on. It's Mean Gene Okerlund standing by with Bob Euchre. They talk the midget match, if you will, and Euchre admits that the Haiti kid is cool, but then we get this line. Same you said, the, the real top. The Haiti kid. Yes. The Haiti kid. That's the guy I'm looking forward to seeing that match, but I love that little beaver. I got the impression. You know him personally. Uh, not yet. Not yet. Okay, <laughs> very good. Bob Euchre loves that little beaver. Dear God. Meansing then asking Euchre, do you know him? That little beaver, that is. Euchre replies, not yet. Jesus, how did this make air? Unbelievable. Meansing has met his match with the dirty pervs here. Bob Euchre, uh, king of the quips. Much like Bobby Heenan, Bob Euchre was really cut out for this business. I wish he had done more in professional wrestling. Bob Euchre loves that little beaver. As the show goes on, we get another promo. This time, it's the ace cowboy Bob Orton and the magnificent Morocco. Absolutely dynamite. They're calling it the biggest wrestling extravaganza of all time. WrestleMania three. Bob Orton, cowboy, come on in if you would, from Kansas City, Missouri, along with partner from Sunset Beach, Hawaii, Don Morocco, this relatively new tag team combination. Certainly veterans of the World Wrestling Federation, but new as a tag team combination to meet Rick Martell and Tom Zink, 
the Can-Am connection in WrestleMania 3, Bob. Yes, sir, and I'll tell you, we're ready for the opportunity. We've been working together now for some months, getting to know each other, getting to know each other's moves. Things are running smooth, man, like a well-oiled machine. Don Morocco and I are ready to take on the world, so to speak. And being a part of this great event makes me feel good, makes Don feel good, and it makes me feel proud just to have Don Morocco as my partner. Don Morocco, I haven't had an opportunity to talk to you for quite some time. Welcome back. It's my pleasure, Mean Gene. But just for a minute, just for a second, try and imagine two men like yourself, two institutions in WrestleMania, two men who have shined through WrestleMania 1, WrestleMania 2. Imagine now that at the twilight of your at the beginning of your career, the Can-Am Connection, two young fellas, Rick Martell and Tom Zink, have the opportunity in the extravaganza of 1987 of facing two experienced wrestling pros that have always made a living as individual wrestlers and now have finally got it together as a tag team. Can-Am Connection, they are excited. But so are you, Mean Gene. And so is WrestleMania 3. It will be exciting. I thank you, gentlemen. Bob Orton, Don Morocco, get ready. Sunday afternoon, March the 29th from the Silverdome. All right, Orton and Morocco say they're ready to take on the world. And it continues at WrestleMania 3 when they look to down the Can-Am connection. As we head off to a Hacksaw Jim Duggan vignette. Ho! Duggan rocking his pickup truck here. He said he's heard all about the Russians and people in limos. I don't really know what those have to do with each other. He says, but his pickup truck is another side of America. His pickup truck is apparently what he calls real America. Makes Duggan a real American, no? wonder if Hulk Hogan has something to say about that. So Jim Duggan, not a fan of fast cars and limousines, just give him a pickup truck. And he says the Ruskies are going down. Tough guy. Ho! Hacksaw Jim Duggan on his way to the WWF. And perfect timing here. What placement on the show for this vignette of Duggan as we head off to the ring? It's the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov with Slick in their corner taking on the team of Special Delivery Jones and Brad Reagans. All right, and Sheiky Baby and Rangan starting things off. Both men, former AWA trainers and legit shooters on the wrestling mat. But before the action begins, we get an insert promo from the Killer Bees who say they're going to show these foreigners the Killer Bee way, whatever that might be. Blair then closes with this reminder of why they don't get much promo time. Brian Blair says, That's right, exactly, Jimmy. You know, when we step into the largest beehive in the world in Pontiac, Michigan, things are going to get real warm and all the killer bees out there are going to start to swarm. All right. All right. Things will be warm and the bees will swarm. And for the very first time in my life, I actually wrote the letters SMH because I could do nothing but shake my head at this one. Things will be warm and the bees will swarm at WrestleMania 3. All right. Back to the action. Remember, Sheik and Rangan's in the ring. Basic but good stuff between the two. But then Nikolai Volkov tags in, and that's all over with. Rangan's, though, somersaults under a Nikolai clothesline attempt and tags in SD Jones. Jones takes it to both heels briefly, but misses a corner charge, and Volkov comes back with a backbreaker before tagging in the Iron Sheik and the Kama Clutch. Yahala. Iron Sheik gets the submission win. And I should point out that Sheiky was already in the ring when Nikolai came over to tag him in. But that medicine is, is hell of a drug, Baba. Iron Sheik Nikolai Volkov getting the win there. Three minutes and four seconds with the Kama Clutch. Sheiky and Volkov on their way to WrestleMania to take on those bees. And we're on our way to Piper's Pit and his special guest this week. 
seven foot four, five hundred plus pound Andre the Giant. Roddy Piper looks to interview Andre one on one, but an uninvited Bobby the Brain Heenan joins in and alerts the hot rod that if you want to speak to Andre, you speak to him through the brain. Heenan goes on to run down both Piper and Hogan for using Andre all these years, when out of nowhere comes Captain Lou Albano. Holy shit! Haven't seen him here in 1987. Lou Albano making a rare cameo. Lou immediately bypasses Bobby Heenan and goes up to Andre. Why would you align yourself with this scum Bobby the Brain Heenan? Albano then tells Andre that you have let down your fans and disgraced your family. Strong words from the captain. Lou then tells the giant that he hopes Hogan whips his butt at WrestleMania 3. Andre then chases Albano off the set, then stares disgustingly at the fans as Roddy Piper tells him the giant will have hell to pay to get to that WWF title. And Andre's mannerisms, ever since he's done the heel turn, really good stuff here. It's not like he's doing a whole lot, but just the face he's making. We've already heard Gorilla Monsoon say that nobody can get through to Andre. It's like he's in a trance, and that's kind of how he's portraying himself here. Almost in a zombie-like state, Andre the Giant doesn't want to hear anybody. He doesn't care what they have to say. He doesn't care what they think. He's only listening to Bobby Heenan. He's getting his opportunity for the title match that he's always wanted at WrestleMania. Andre the Giant completely focused on that WWF title. As we go on, it's time for the WrestleMania 3 report as we get a replay of the entire contract signing between Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, followed by a promo advertising Aretha Franklin standing alongside Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart says, hey, perhaps a duet with the Honky Tonk Man and Aretha Franklin. Franklin having none of that. And yet another Bob Euchre promo. And hey, I'm not complaining. WrestleMania 3, Bigger, Better, Better. And back to the ring, WWF Tag Team Champions, the Hart Foundation, accompanied by Jimmy Hart and Danny Davis, taking on the team of Jim Powers and Jerry Allen. We get an insert promo from Danny Davis. Davis stating that Tito Santana won't compare to him at WrestleMania, and the Hart Foundation have a surprise for the Bulldogs. Interesting. In the ring, we see an assisted slingshot splash by Jim Neidhart into the ring onto Jerry Allen. Hey, that's the Can-Am's finisher, but it's the heart attack that gets the win here in a minute and 47 seconds. Post-match, Danny Davis comes in and disposes of both job guys. Talk about insult to injury. As I have yet another promo lined up for you here this time, it's Hulk Hogan. Yes, he's headed to WrestleMania, and he has a special message for the fans of New York. All right, next week at the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan, the biggest single sporting event indoors of all time. Hulk Hogan, come on in. Title defense, Andre the Giant, and your coveted title will be at stake. We are glad New York City. I'm glad all you people are so smart, man. I'm really happy that you opened up the Felt Forum, brother, because I was worried about all those Hulkamaniacs that wouldn't be able to get in Madison Square Garden. 93,000 plus in Pontiac, Michigan. Millions upon millions of Hulkamaniacs, closed circuit pay-per-view around the world, are going to witness. The fury of Hulkamania going after Andre the Giant. Seven foot four, 550 pounds. You're going to go down big time. Big time. The title defense of all title defenses in WrestleMania 3. The Hulkster glad that they've opened that felt forum so that even more Hulkamaniacs can attend the viewing of WrestleMania 3 there. Andre the Giant in just a few weeks' time, it's going to go down. 
As we conclude this episode of Superstars, we're off to Wrestling Challenge for March 8th. All right, and this was taped back February 17th, Springfield, Massachusetts at the Civic Center. It's Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby the Brain Heenan on commentary. And straight to the ring, the Can-Am Connection, Rick Martell and Tom Zink taking on the team of Jimmy Jack Funk and the Gladiator, as always, Rick Hunter under a hood here. As the match gets going, we had an insert promo from Don Morocco, Bob Orton, Mr. Fuji. They want to let the Can-Ams know that superplexes and pile drivers win matches. Aggressiveness and deviousness win matches, not being pretty boys. Back to the ring for action. The Can-Ams real solid here this week using quick tags and fancy double teaming for the time. But the heels eventually take over on Tom Zink with Jimmy Jack Funk dropping him across the top rope in a hot shot. From there, the Funker delivers a shoulder breaker on Zink, which gets a two count. And after a lengthy heel control segment here, the Z-Man comes back. One-footed drop kicks on both men simultaneously, sending both Funk and the Gladiator down. And finally, Zink getting that hot tag out to Rick Martell, who comes in a house of fire, whipping the Gladiator into Jimmy Jack Funk, and then the Gladiator turning around into a backbreaker from Martell, and this week it's Tom Zink delivering the slingshot splash to get the win. In five minutes and three seconds, a little lengthy for a squash match, but the Can-Ams kept things more lively than, say, the Bees or the Rougeos here, so no big complaints, at least from me anyway, as we move on, though. Mean Gene Oakland standing by with Bob Euchre. This is really fun when as Bob Euchre talks about the old days of professional wrestling. He talks about going to the Rendezvous Ballroom in Milwaukee when he was a kid. Euchre claims that his parents used to wash the Crusher and the Bruiser's gear. Actually calls them by their real names. He said Dick the Bruiser Athlis and referred to Crusher as Reggie Lasowski. Stories seem true enough. Not really sure who you can ever tell with Bob Euchre here. But Mean Gene and Bob together, they just have tons of fun. It's fun watching. It's fun listening to them. Really good stuff here as Bob Euchre continues to amuse me into WrestleMania. We go back in time once more. We see Adrian Adonis cut the hair of Brutus Beefcake. This time, we get a reply from Brutus Beefcake and his thoughts on the entire situation. Adonis, you fat, slimy slob! How dare you touch a hair on Beefcake's head? How dare you touch me? A mistake. Io Piper makes a cue ball out of you in WrestleMania 3. A prediction, possibly a cue ball being made out of the adorable one. Beefer says, Adonis, you fat, slimy slob, how dare you? He hopes Piper makes a cue ball out of Adrian Adonis at WrestleMania 3. And after this promo, even Ray Charles could have seen the babyface turn coming for Brutus Beefcake. And speaking of Adonis, it's like they purposely do these things. In the ring, Don Driggers awaits his opponent, the adorable Adrian Adonis, managed by Jimmy Hart here. Should also point out referee Rita Marie still here at the World Wrestling Federation. As she's the official for this one, Adonis misses a running charge in the corner to start the match and Driggers drop kicks him down. But Driggers going to the well once too many times, tries a second drop kick, which Adonis swats away. From there, Adrian just mauls Driggers both in and out of the ring, even sending him into the timekeeper's table at one point. During the match, we get an insert promo from Roddy Piper. He says, hair today? <laughs> Gondavaro. 
Roddy Piper teasing the hair versus hair match. These two men will have at WrestleMania, and it's good night, Irene! As Adrian Adonis puts Triggers away with the sleeper hold, 2 minutes and 17 seconds. Adonis picks up the win here, and he can still go, and he's a hell of a bumping machine, but he's just so big, so out of shape, but man, what a worker was Adrian Adonis. His whole entire career. And it's promo time again, and we've been missing this. Mean Gene standing by with the macho man Randy Savage. All right, fans, with WrestleMania 3 coming to the world on Sunday afternoon, March the 29th, 4 p.m. Eastern Time from the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. A phenomenal card, 12 great matches, each and every one of them. Absolutely, I guarantee you, a main event. From six-man tag team action to a heavyweight title defense for Hulk Hogan, challenger Andre the Giant, to an intercontinental title defense, Macho Man Randy Savage to defend against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat in Steamboat's Corner, will be George the Animal Steel in the corner of the champion, his manager, of course, Elizabeth. And I think, Randy Savage, at the risk of sounding negative, I don't want to irritate you, but I think you're concealing right now some reservations, some concern about your title defense in WrestleMania. You know why? You don't come out here with Elizabeth anymore. Something's going on in your mind. Uh, are you going to just uh, talk right on through? I mean, I'm only the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion standing before you, getting ready to shine into the Silver Dome. And what reservations would I have? Yeah, possibly being negative. No way possible. Yeah, because be realistic, Mean Gene Oakland. Who's going to beat me? Yeah, who's going to beat me? Who's better than the world's greatest athlete? The Dragon Ricky Steamboat cannot handle what I got. And the animal on the outside is no factor. Yeah, your red tie, yeah. Your red tie. You know what folks are saying? Your red tie doesn't give you the right to uh, attack the champion. You know what folks are saying, though, Randy? Uh, Really? Wait a minute, wait a minute. I want to ask you something. What are folks saying about the Macho Man, Randy Savage? They're saying that possibly on this occasion, the Macho Man might beat himself. Might beat myself. What do you mean? Be more specific, man. That's a general uh, type talk type thing. People think that you're concerned with George the Animal Seal on the outside. Your manager, Elizabeth, on the outside. You won't be focusing your full attentions on Ricky Steamboat. Well, let me clear the air with you and your red tie type of thing. I'm going to hit one eye on the animal on the outside and the other eye on Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And realistically speaking, I can uh, beat them both blindfolded, yeah. So in the Silver Dome, yeah, WrestleMania 3 is the place to be. And it's going to be my night. My night. My night. All right, that is Sunday. In the Silver Dome. Sunday afternoon, March the 29th at 4 p.m. Don't you dare miss it. All right, Gene began rambling on there early on. Macho asking Mean Gene, are you going to talk straight on through? Macho Man calling Mean Gene out for putting himself over. Oakland wasting the promo time of the Macho Man. And once again, he reiterates going into WrestleMania 3, Animal Seal on the outside. Non-factor, aha. And back to the ring, Tito Santana taking on Barry O. Let's go back in time. We see the clip of Tito Santana slamming the Doctor of Style Slick, upsetting his protege the natural butchery we also get an insert promo during this match from danny davis who blames both the british bulldogs and tito santana on his firing as an official for the world wrestling federation davis vows to get revenge at wrestlemania on tito santana back to the match tito controls early on with drop kicks and the santana basics as i call it i.e side headlocks but barry takes over and backdrops santana over the top rope and onto the floor on the outside wow Tito trying to climb back into the ring up on the apron, but Barry O knocks him back off the apron, back to the floor again. 
As Santana sells on the outside, we see a bunch of cops flying over the guardrail into the crowd and chasing after somebody in the crowd, which catches the fans' attention. So many miss this as Slick runs out to ringside behind referee Joey Morella's back, the Slickster blasting Santana with his cane. As the referee lays in on his 10-count, Tito Santana fights his way back up onto the apron, Barry O slamming him back inside for a two-count. O then looks to put Santana away, whipping him off the ropes, but Tito ducks under and rebounds off the ropes, flying forearm. Out of nowhere, Tito Santana gets the win, four minutes and 41 seconds. Arriba! Tito, still with support from the fans, even though they haven't done much with Santana. Over the last year here in the WWF, Santana still has his backers out there, the fans. Showing their love, Santana picking up the win over Barry Orton here this week. As standing by, we get another promo, Mean Gene Okerlund, along with Mary Hart. Mary Hart trying to interview Gene, but they do a comedy bit here where every time she asks a question, she never allows Mean Gene to actually answer said question. So these stars continue to have fun on their way to WrestleMania. And maybe we'll have a little fun here as we listen to this promo from the mighty Hercules. Hercules. Maddie's by Bobby the Brain Heenan. Hercules, you're going to be going against Billy Jack Haynes. Haynes has said publicly now that if you don't break his neck, he's going to come after you and try everything he can to give you the full Nelson. You know, Billy Jack Haynes knows what it is to be a great warrior, a great fighter. But Billy Jack Haynes, you don't know what it is to be like to be a great hunter. Now, to be a hunter, you have to have the cunning. The cunning of the wild, just like all the wild animals have it. And they all know what I'm talking about. You can start to see that Billy Jack Haynes is getting a little bit scared. He's getting a little bit shaky. You know, when he's out here hollering and screaming, telling everybody that he's going to break my neck. I think he's got it the other way around. He's a little bit scared. Billy Jack Haynes, you know where I sit. High atop Mount Olympus with the right hand of Zeus. And I look out, I am the ruler of all I survey. Billy Jack Haynes, I'm the man that can break these chains. I'm the man that made Thor about my feet. Billy Jack Haynes, this time in WrestleMania, I'm going to put the full Nelson on you, and I'm not going to let go. No mercy, Billy Jack Haynes. This what a collision that one's going to be. Hercules and Billy Jack in WrestleMania Three. Herc saying that Haynes, a great warrior, but not a hunter. Hercules says he sits high atop Olympus, along with Zeus. Zeus! 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 Billy Jack has been saying that he's going to break the neck of Hercules. That's true, the babyface promising to break the neck of the heel. But Hercules says, no, no, my friend, it's going to be the other way around. If anybody's going to have their neck broken, it's going to be Billy Jack Haynes. At this point, both guys vowing to break the other one's neck. Heading to WrestleMania. Does it get more violent than that? As we get another, ho, hacksaw Jim Duggan vignette. This time he's driving a forklift. Duggan once again stating, it's not about limos and jet airplanes. It's about hard work and dirty hands, tough guy. Duggan, the everyman's man, headed to the World Wrestling Federation. And back to the ring, it's Kamala, the Ugandan headhunter, accompanied by the Wizard and Kim Chi, taking on Jerry Monty here. As we get an insert promo from Aretha Franklin during the Kamala match. What an odd placing. Aretha says that Kamala is too big to fit on the freeway of love. All right, Aretha. Back to the action. Now, we talked about the bad knees of King Curtis, the wizard here, and, it, and he's missed some dates as of late because of the travel and the wear and the tear on his knees, but it's never been more obvious than right here in this match, Kamala and Jerry Monty. Go back and check this out. Poor wizard rolls into the ring and never leaves his knees in the pre-match ritual. You know, your manager usually accompanies you to the ring. He climbs into the ring with you. He has some last-minute advice for you. The wizard does that here. He rolls into the ring, 
but never gets off his knees. He's talking to Kamala from his knees in the ring. And then, of course, rolling back outside, landing on his feet on the floor. So the wizard clearly having some serious issues with his knees at this point. And, of course, we learn King Curtis done here with the WWF before the end of March because of those issues. To the action itself, Kamala busting out the thrust kick, then the big splash, but he's not done yet. No, no, no. Top rope splash by Kamala finishes Monty off in just one minute and two seconds. And at this point, it appears they've abandoned the whole banning Kamala's top rope splash angle and the stretcher jobs that came along with it here because Kamala just puts Monty away and no real hard sell for Kamala moving forward. And after working with Hulk Hogan on the house shows in the main events recently, it really sticks out that there's no direction for someone as high up as Kamala has just recently been. And yet again, much like Paul Orndorff, no match for WrestleMania 3. So congratulations, guys. You're working the house shows against the Hulkster. But when it comes time to get the big payoff at WrestleMania 3, nowhere to be found on the card. And in Kamala's case, just too bad Jim Duggan didn't arrive a little bit earlier because I think we could have got that match on WrestleMania 3. Would have been fun. And it's time for Jake Roberts in the Snake Pit this week. His guests, Hillbilly Jim, Little Beaver, and the Haiti Kid. Before he brings them out, Jake has some choice words for the stinky greaseball honky-tonk man to start things off here. And as Roberts invites his guest into his Snake Pit, the little guys, they're afraid to come onto the set because of Damien slithering around in front of Jake the Snake. But Roberts assures them, don't worry guys, Damien's been fed. During this quick one, Jake the Snake repeatedly warns Hillbilly Jim that King Kong Bundy is going to try something with the midgets here. And that's when Hillbilly Jim once again promises to protect his little buddies from King Kong Bundy at WrestleMania. And I'm telling you guys, as much as Hillbilly Jim assures these guys between now and the pay-per-view that they won't be touched by Bundy, this hillbilly Jim dude cannot be trusted. From there, we get a replay of the WrestleMania 3 report from superstars and then back to the ring. It's the honky-tonk man Jimmy Hart in his corner taking on David Studemeyer as we get an insert promo from Jimmy Hart who questions just how tough a man can be by the name of Alice. Well, Jimmy, you're fixing to find out. And over on commentary, we get more of the same from Bobby Heenan who does some more mocking of Cooper's first name being Alice. Boy, this wouldn't get over too well. In today's world, and even back then, not really all that clever. But in the ring, the honky-tonk man beating down Studemeyer, even taking him outside for a backbreaker on the floor. Then back inside, it's the sit-out clothesline before the shake, rattle, and roll neckbreaker gets the win two minutes and 46 seconds, as it's yet another win for the honky-tonk man. All right, we're going to close out this edition of Wrestling Challenge. One more promo for you. This time, it's Billy Jack Haynes talking about the full Nelson in his match with Hercules at WrestleMania 3. 
Billy Jack Keynes. We talk about the biggest wrestling extravaganza of all time. A total of 12 matches, as you know by now. Of course, Jake the Snake Roberts signed to meet the Honky Talk Man. That's the very last match as part of WrestleMania 3. But you've got enough to worry about yourself. And the likes of Hercules, this strong man from Tampa, Florida, managed by Bobby Heenan, who's got a, a big day in store for him. This is the greatest uh, professional athletic event in the country, in the world, ever. And I'm very proud to be a part of it, Gene. Uh, I also realize that uh, Hercules is a tough, strong kid. Uh, he does bench press over 500 pounds. He has Bobby the Brain Heenan. But uh, Hercules, for five years, I have been master of the full Nelson. It's a submission hold. And every time I've had an opponent submit, I have never intentionally tried to hurt that opponent. And I release it and let the man go. And I get my hand raised, all right? Now, I realize that you've tried to mimic me and copy me with the full Nelson, all for your 500-pound bench press and Bobby Heenan, and how you humiliated me on national, international TV, okay? Well, that's right to the point. I know you're tough, so let's get right down to it. In WrestleMania 3, March 29th, in the Pontiac Silverdome, in front of 95,000 people live, and in front of millions and millions and millions of people on closed-circuit television, we're going to see who the master of the full Nelson is, and Gene... When he puts it on me, you better make sure you got me all the way down and hear my neck broke. So, so help me to God up above. If I put the full Nelson on you, I'm going to lay in the middle of the ring with your neck broke 100%. Wow, you talk about intensity. Hercules to meet Billy Jack Haynes, part of WrestleMania 3 from the Silverdome. Wow. All right, and Billy Jack, for five years, the master of the full Nelson. And he's never tried to hurt anyone with it until now. But you never tried to hurt anyone with it, just make them submit, which would mean that they're in pain. Maybe he means he never tried to maim anyone with it. Well, until now, Haynes promising to lay Hercules down with his neck broken. 100%. Jeez, some serious anger issues here, Billy Jack. All right, and now that we're one week into the month of March heading into WrestleMania, I think we're entering the calm before the storm now. Not much else you can do with the big matches. In regards to building them up, a little more attention to some of the mid-card matches, however, which I think is absolutely great. And now we just, we just sit back for a month's worth of master class promoting from the WWF as we head into WrestleMania, and we move on to Primetime Wrestling for March 9th, and once again hosted by Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby Heenan. More sound bites coming your way here, that I promise you. We learn that the brain has changed the phone number of Andre the Giant. I'm Gorilla Monsoon. And I'm your host, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Primetime Wrestling, where we feature the superstars of the World Wrestling Federation. And, of course, this week, no exception, a tremendous lineup. Our feature, King the Kong Condominium Bundy. with Legs. King Kong Bundy, my man. King Kong Bundy against a very unusual and unique individual in one Jake the Snake Roberts. And, and Damien. Damien. Right. You're not right. afraid of snakes, no, right? No, why would I be afraid of snakes? Weasels are afraid of snakes. Yeah. Maybe weasels are, but I'm not. You know, and mongooses and all those. I'm not a mongoose either. Other strange things. We have a. Because you go around thinking. Some other outstanding matches. The Natural, Butch Reed taking on Tito Santana. And Salvatore Bellomo, the Italian stallion. Please. Paul Roma, the opposition for him. And our first look at Outback Jack. Finally made it across the pond from uh, what? The Outback, I guess. I guess. I don't know. I guess he had a rough trip coming over. I'll tell you what. Uh, this guy stands about uh, six foot five or six, close to that 300-pound mark. Uh, he's going to make some waves here. He's a big man. He's impressed a lot of people. Uh, he's got nice dentures, I know. Yeah, nice dentures. 
Incidentally, uh, I have a bone to pick with you, as I usually do. Uh, I've been trying to reach Andre by phone here the past uh, week and a half, and obviously you've changed all the numbers. That's right. You're not going to speak to Andre. Nobody's going to. Well, speak. that remains to be seen, Brian. You know, I can uh, I can do some other things. I can uh, go in some other directions. The well, gorilla saw... knows a number of directions uh, in which to go. Well, you saw the security there. Yeah, I no saw one. the security. Right now, we're going to go to Madison Square Garden as we take a look at Outback Out Jack Jack. and Barry O. Let's go to the ring. All right, Gorilla Monsoon has been trying to reach Andre. He can't reach him. Bobby says that's because I changed his number. Nobody will ever be in contact with Andre the Giant again unless they go through me. Then we learned this week's matchups, Jake the Snake Roberts against King Kong Bundy, Butch Reed and Tito Santana. Hey, it's the battle of the undercard Italian stallions as Paul Roma and Salvatore Belomo, and Outback Jack on the card, Bobby Heenan says, nice dentures, both of them. And speaking of Outback Jack, our next soundbite takes us to the old Outback. As he picks up a win over Barry O, let's listen to what Gorilla Monsoon had to say about this. Outback Jack! Nailed him with two boomerangs, one in the front and one in the back, and literally put away a burial. The boomerang. We're going to be seeing a lot of that, I'm afraid. I'm afraid so, too. You're afraid because some of your men are going to be the recipients. I doubt that very much. I doubt if Outback... Why, you, you don't think that Outback Jack has the capabilities of climbing in the ring with anybody in your stable, family? He can climb in the ring with anybody. It's just a matter of staying. As long as there's steps, that poor dummy can get in the ring. But he, he won't be able to stay with anybody that I met. Do you think that the king I could mean, get this guy up in the cradle suplex? Four or five times. Four or five times. Sure. This guy's over 300 pounds. Doesn't matter. Providing he should survive WrestleMania, I'm talking about. Oh, you mean the embarrassment of having to kneel and bow in front of the junkyard dog? It's not going to happen. Doesn't well, happen like that. That remains to be seen, Brain. I don't know. Uh, junkyard Dog has really been out of shape and really looking forward to March 29th. Well, I'm looking forward Is to March 29th also. Well, I, I'm sure you are. It's a golden opportunity for you. I'm going to be managing the world's heavyweight champion. I I'm going to be watching. <laughs> All right, and Outback scoring the win with the old boomerang from behind. Gorilla Monsoon says, We're going to be seeing a lot of that, I'm afraid. I don't know if that was a Freudian slip or not, but Gorilla Monsoon even says, I'm afraid we're going to be seeing a lot more of this Outback Jack character in the weeks to come. That says a lot from your baby face announcer. Unfortunately, Jack won't make it to WrestleMania, but one man that will is the next subject of primetime wrestling. I'm talking about the Birdman, Coco Beware. Talk about exciting guys. Coco Beware came to me the other night in the locker room, Bobby, and said how elated he was to be a part of this prestigious event, WrestleMania three. Does he want you to co-sign for him on the no, used cars? No, no, no. He's just, he's just thrilled. He's a young, excited individual. He knows the kind of competition that he's in there with. And the natural Butch Reed, he knows it's going to be a battle right to the end. But here's a guy, he doesn't care. He, all he's happy about is that he's going to be a part. He's lucky I don't ever get my hands on that birdie being a bag of shake and bake. Let's go to Coco as he takes on Seeker. Oh, all right, Gorilla saying Coco just happy to be on WrestleMania 3. Again, not doing a great job putting things over. Hey, Coco deserves it. He wants to be there. He's just happy to be there. He doesn't care what he's doing or who he's wrestling. It's not exactly the way to look at things. Gorilla calls Coco a nice guy. Bobby Heenan says, a nice guy? What does he want you to do? Co-sign a car for him? Before all is said and done, Bobby Heenan sees Frankie the Bird in a bag of shake and bake. And we get all of that heading into a match between Coco Beware and Sika, the Wild Samoan. Coco actually picks up the win here over Sika. We come back with more conversation from Gorilla and the Brain. Coco uh, had his hands full with Sika, but he used the smarts. He used the little gray matter upstairs that the youngsters sometimes don't have, but 
He didn't look like a winner at the end, but he, but he, he won the match. Sika was really bent out of shape. You know how to get a hold of Coco Beware? How to get a hold of yes. him? Yes. You mean by phone? Or, or just get in touch with him. Yeah. I'd like to, you to talk to him for me. He owes me $15. For what? Cleaning bill. That bird did something over <laughs> my pants there on the floor. I was sitting there that night. <laughs> Too bad. Too bad. Somebody talk about take care of it. WrestleMania three, 12 tremendous matches lined up, uh, one of which uh, has just unbelievable consequences involved. We're talking about the Intercontinental Championship belt on yeah. the line. That's In not- the corner of the dragon will be my good friend, and your nemesis, George the Animal Steel. Why is that man allowed in the corner? He has no credentials to be a manager. Or a second, well, or a first, he, or a who third. Who said he was a manager or a well, second? Well, what's he doing in we'll the corner? We'll find out more about no, it. Wait, no, right wait, now, you start to ask me a question. Inter- All right, Bobby Heenan was ringside for that matchup between Coco and Sika. He says that Ware owes him $15 for a cleaning bill. Apparently, Frankie shit all over Heenan's pants during the match, he would imply here. Fun stuff there. The duo also talking about that upcoming Intercontinental title match at WrestleMania. George Steele in the corner of the Dragon. Bobby Heenan quipping, George Steele has no business being a second, or a first, or a third. Good stuff there from the brain. As we stay on topic with the big IC title match at WrestleMania 3, it's time for a promo from the Dragon. All right, thank you, Gorilla, and uh, come on in, Ricky, uh, Bobby, come on in. Yes, uh, coming up, WrestleMania 3 at the Silver Dome in Pontiac, Michigan. On Sunday afternoon, March the 29th, with a 4 p.m. start Eastern time, Ricky Steamboat, you're going to be going against Macho Man Randy Savage. And right now around the country, there's so much speculation about this match. Well, you know something, me and Gene, it all started way back last year when he put me out of wrestling for seven weeks and three days. And I've had a few matches with this man since making my comeback, and it's no great big secret that I've been disqualified. I've lost my temper. I've lost my cool. Throwing the match out of the window, throwing the referee around, and... Uh, There's been times in those matches in which I felt that I could have pinned this man, but I had him down, I was choking him, and I wanted to make him suffer. I wanted to make him pay. Well, it comes a time when everybody has to realize that my chances for this championship are going to start running out on me. And March the 29th is a big day. You're going to have 90,000 strong right there at the stadium. Millions of viewers around the world are going to be watching. And I know the promoters are giving me about as much chance as anybody else in my time's coming up. Well, I'll tell you one man that has given you a a big chance, and that is George the Animal Steel, who is going to be in your corner. And, of course, remember now that Miss Elizabeth, manager for the Macho Man, will be in his corner also. But I think George is going to be a great source of inspiration for you. You know something, me and Gene, you hit hit right on the head of the nail because the first time in my wrestling career I've got somebody sitting in my corner rooting me on the only way the animal can do so urging me on to win that championship. He's had his run-ins with Macho Man Randy Savage. Savage, take it as you may be, brother, because it may be a swerve, it may not. The animal has no way of controlling this man, but I've told you, I've given you my word that I'm going to try and hold him down and not have any distraction. This is the only thing I can say right up until now, and we'll meet meet on March the 29th. All right, it's called WrestleMania 3. It's at the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. By all means, don't miss it. Ricky Steamboat seems elated. He finally has someone in his corner to combat the macho man Randy Savage because you know all those shady, dirty tactics that Miss Elizabeth's been doing around ringside. Nevertheless, George Steele will stand ground in the corner of Ricky Steamboat at WrestleMania to make sure no shady shenanigans should happen. And up next, the duo talks the upcoming Adrian Adonis Roddy Piper hair match, as well as the recent situation with Adonis cutting the hair of Brutus Beefcake. Against the Hulk. But I'll, t- I'll tell you another match is of great interest to me, and that is the final appearance of Rowdy Roddy Piper. His final match with Adrian Adonis, the adorable one, and whoever loses 
is going to get their head shaved right bald in the center of the ring. And Adrian really has got himself all wrapped up in this thing. He's even got his own henchman, the mouth of the south, carrying around all those barber equipment tools of his. I think he's trying to send a message out to Piper that his head's going to be shaved. I hope Piper's got enough money for bail. Well, he's going to get arrested walking around Detroit with a plaid miniskirt and a bald head. Please. I'm telling you. You know, recently in a six-man tag team matchup, that was evident because, in fact, there was some hair cutting that went on. Unfortunately, it went on to one of Adrian's own partners. Well, he wanted to cut the Can-Ams here. Yeah, I know that, but it didn't exactly work out that way. Let's go to the footage and show you exactly what happened. Just a legitimate mistake. Yeah, a legitimate mistake. Uh, Adrian's... Mean to cut beefcake. Never there. been accused of being the smartest guy in the world, but he doesn't have that many friends, you know. In fact, the number he has, you could count on one hand, and I'm sure have a few fingers left over. Brutus is really bent out of shape over this. Well, I mean, the wouldn't you be? I'm the kind of a guy that would see a man's mistake and say, "Pal, it, you made a mistake. Let bygones be bygones." Oh yeah, you're the big forgiving. <clears throat> and then I take right? an oily two by four that's guaranteed not to chip, splinter, or bend, and part his hair with it. Uh, I'm sure you would. But that's a- just the a- way Adonis I am. now has a, a number of enemies that he really doesn't particularly care to have. And believe me when I tell you, Brudai is really bent out of shape. Let's go to a piece of footage. I'll show you how. Heenan referring to the haircut on Brutai as a legitimate mistake. But Gorilla reminds him that Brutus is not happy. Bobby says he'd forgive a mistake, and then he'd take an oily 2 by 4 and part his head with it. I wrote, LOL, good stuff here from Bobby the Brain Heenan, but when is it not? And speaking of Brutus, more talk of Brutus Barber Beefcake, as well as Andre the Giant. Oh, he, he said he hopes Piper makes a cue ball out of him. I love it. That haircut, you know what it looks like? It's like Runway 9 at O'Hare. Brutai is a pretty good-looking guy. He, he always yeah. has been, but with that, that particular type haircut, uh, didn't do anything for him whatsoever. Absolutely not. No, it doesn't not. do nothing for anybody. Well, Imagine Piper with no hair. Regardless of what mm-hmm. happens in, in WrestleMania three with, with Roddy's final match, uh, I'm sure that we haven't seen or heard the last of the uh, confrontation between Adrian and And I'd like to Brutai. ask you a question. You, you mentioned last week... You were impressed with Andre. At the camp, yes. yes and then was. you mentioned there was something you saw that just wasn't right, a flaw. Yeah, a couple things, yes. A couple things now. Yeah. Are you going to tell me? Well, sure. I, I intend to tell you those things exactly. Okay. Turn your dial up. Tell me now. Oh, you want me to tell you right now? Yes, tell me right now. What did you find at the camp? Well, I found that, number one, the food left a lot to be desired. What was left of it? Okay. There were so many things laying around that were idiosyncr- idiosyncrasy things and... Ego trips for you. What I saw in Andre the Giant that left a lot to be desired. I'll tell you that after WrestleMania is over. No, wait a minute. Just a minute. Exactly. You have to tell me that before WrestleMania. Stay with us, wrestling fans. You just can't tell me you're going to tell me the day after WrestleMania. That's not going to help me on the day after WrestleMania. Okay, so they touch a little more on the Beefcake Adonis situation. Rudy, of course, hoping that Piper makes the cue ball out of Adrian Adonis. Gorilla promising we haven't heard the last of these two. Adonis. And Brutus Beefcake, a little foreshadowing there. They also revisit the discussion of Andre's training camp. Gorilla says something wasn't right. There was a flaw in Andre the Giant out there when he was training. Which leads Bobby to once again beg Gorilla Monsoon to tell him, what, what was the flaw? What is the flaw that you saw during his training? Gorilla says, well, I'll tell you, Bobby, after WrestleMania 3. And up next, Bobby Heenan coming off a phone call with his personal secretary, Miss Betty. Who is that? Is that Miss Betty? Yes, it's Miss Betty. Is she iron? She got some strange ironing habits. I heard from the Gorilla Vine. 
I don't know what you heard about her ironing habits. Don't worry no. about that. What are you checking on? I, what I'm are you trying worried? to find if there's anything missing at the camp. There definitely is something missing, but you would know it because there were so many of them laying around. She's not on the phone. She's I out. have it right here. But I brought, I'm going to give it back to you because I, I don't want it. Do you have a clue what it is? No, what is it? One of these. They're all over the place out there in all different Where'd you get that? colored little jackets and little sequented things. You know, I don't come out here week after week to be embarrassed and insulted like that. Well, I don't have hundreds of those this, laying around out there. Is this missing from your collection? I'm sure it is. I don't have a collection of those things. Well, I... They're I, weasels. I have nothing to do with yeah. weasels. Well, there it is. It, it came right out I of I want to collect camp. a world championship belt. That's what I want to collect. I don't have... Now you're going to make the people think I got three or four hundreds of these stuffed animals laying around there. Well, like some moron. 299 because I took the 300 one. All right. Some sort of an inside joke here is uh, Gorilla and Bobby talking about Miss Betty having bad ironing habits. I didn't even know what it meant. And I still LOL'd at it. Just the way these two were having fun with it made me laugh. And all episode long, Gorilla talked about taking something with him when he left the training camp. He, he essentially stole something from the training camp. These idiosyncrasies he was talking about laying around the campsite. Gorilla finally shows Bobby what he took. It winds up being a stuffed weasel in a Bobby Heenan-style sequin jacket. Gorilla claiming there were hundreds of those laying around the campsite. A bunch of little weasel dolls. Weasel. I'm not Lee Marshall. I can't do it like Lee Marshall, but weasel dolls. And that'll be your 1-800-COLLECT moment on The Grenade this week. As we move on, we head off to the Garden in a match involving Tito Santana and Butch Reed. It winds up being a double disqualification. And even though it was Slick who interfered first, Coco beware out to aid Tito Santana as well. The referee ruling this a double DQ. Gorilla doesn't think so. Coco came out way later. This should have been a DQ win for Tito Santana. Let's listen first, and we'll talk about it on the other side. It wasn't crazy about that decision at all. Referee turned around. There was a slickster standing in the center of the ring. What's he doing there? He doesn't belong there. He was about to clobber Tito with a cane. Well, that's, that's an that automatic way. disqualification right there. If Coco he does came in after the fact. Should not have been a double disqualification. Well, let's, let's put it the <laughs> way Coco's it should gotta, be. Coco's got to be really feeling. He got slammed by Santana. Now he, got, he, got, he caught a Sunday right in the kisser you from Coco. Slick. Slick, I'm saying, yeah. yes. What did I say? I said Coco. Oh. So that's why I'm the host. Oh, I'm here so. to help you out all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> you're going to need help in WrestleMania. You had to carry yeah. that new gold belt back to the dressing right, room. Let me, let me explain <laughs> something to you, Brain. All right, so Gorilla arguing there. Slick interfered way before Coco Beware made the save, so this should not be a double DQ. Gorilla then talks about Coco getting roughed up by Tito. He then corrects him. It was Slick getting roughed up by Tito Santana here. The brain says that Gorilla Monsoon needs the help. So Bobby Heenan correcting Gorilla here. He says that's why he's here, because Monsoon needs the help. Gorilla shoots back that Bobby needs help too. And without missing a beat, the brain replies, yeah, I need help carrying that big belt back at WrestleMania. Again, another big pop from me here. Bobby Heenan catching Gorilla Monsoon in a flub of his words. Gorilla says, thank you for correcting me, Bobby. Bobby says, absolutely, that's why I'm here, because you need the help. Gorilla says, well, well, you're going to need help, too. Yeah, carrying that big belt back at WrestleMania. Good stuff. And as the show goes on, Gorilla discusses with Heenan why he thinks that Andre the Giant, the challenger, is at a major disadvantage heading into the pay-per-view. I got a surprise for you, Brain. Well, you made up another stupid-looking doll? No, there's enough weasels out there now. There's two of them. You, you'll need all the weasel help you can get because, you know, under normal conditions, under normal circumstances... Andre is at a disadvantage in WrestleMania 3. Oh, explain to me. I will explain to you. Under normal circumstances, 
You can win the World's Heavyweight Championship in two different manners. One, you can make your opponent submit. The title will change hands. Or a one, two, three count. Your opponent will be counted out and the title will change hands. That's correct. Andre only has one avenue to go. He has to pin the Hulk. Because under no way, shape, or form will Hulk Hogan ever submit inside the squared circle. Well, see, that's where your thinking is going to backfire on everything else. You see, we have a way to make him submit. Highly unlikely, folks, that that be there the 29th. ever happen. We'll be back with a honky-tonk man Secret in just a weapon. moment. All right, and Gorilla explains there that typically a man has two ways to win a title, pinfall or submission. But Andre is at a disadvantage walking to this one. He's going to have to pin the Hulkster because Hulk Hogan will never submit. Interesting look at things there by Gorilla Monsoon. And we heard a lot of this last week. It continues this week. Bobby Heenan still wanting to know, what was that flaw that Gorilla Monsoon found in Andre the Giant's training? Let's listen to Monsoon string the brain on just a little bit more. Did you notice that the uh, signing, the contract signing? Yeah, I noticed. Did you notice how confident myself was and, and the way Andre handled things? But across that table, there was your world champion soaking yeah, wet a, sweat. You didn't have a whole lot to say at the signing. I, I thought that Andre doesn't speak anymore. You do all the speaking. He said what he wanted to say. You know, as Hulk Hogan was pouring down with sweat, he was the one that was shaking. It's over. Hey, he so, had three good years. He had a good run. <laughs> so what? Good run. Give me a break, Heenan. Hey, now you're going to tell me? I'm going I'm to tell you. And it never gets old with those two. As we go on, it's Mean Gene Okerlund standing by with Mr. Baseball, Mr. Belvedere star, Bob Uecker. Right now, we've got a special interview coming up with a man Wait who's going to be the special ring announcer, Mr. Baseball himself. Mr. Basketball. No, Mr. Baseball. You Bob failed at both of them, probably. Along with Mean Gene. Let's go to the interview. All right, thank you, Gorilla Monsoon. And, of course, you know his sidekick, Bobby Heenan. He one says of my he's... One time favorites. He's one of your favorites? You got that right, you buddy. You better I watch like the Bobby company Heenan. you keep. Well, I like Bobby Heenan. You know, I don't care what he does, uh, you know, inside the ring, what he does with his job. I think the guy's a nice human being. I go way back with that guy. I don't know. Let's go back. The last time that we talked, Bob, we talked about you reminiscing about your childhood and, and how great professional wrestling was for you as a, as a young lad growing up and, and your father's involvement. Well, I can remember my dad, uh, Gene, taking me to wrestling matches in Milwaukee. Uh, we had a great place there, the uh, Rendezvous Ballroom. I don't know if you remember that place. How uh, could you forget? Well, that was one of the all-time great wrestling arenas in the country. My dad used to take me there. I can remember as a youngster, one, two years old. Uh, we had the parking concessions there. My father did. I didn't drive then. I was too young to what drive. What do you mean I... the parking concessions? Two well, bucks a car? two bucks a car, and then uh, we never brought the cars back. Uh, nobody knew that we had the parking concessions. We just used to hang around. You guys had to make out on that deal. Well, it's really amazing. People come along. Everybody wants to get in the arena, right? They say, you take care of the car? Sure, why not? Hey, <laughs> I had a brother. Away. We used to drive a new car every day. It was unbelievable. I had a, I had a brother who did the same thing. Made big money at it. Uh, matter of fact, about a quarter of an inch too big. He's doing time now, but that's another story. Well, my dad's gone. He's not doing time. But uh, we have a, uh, a mutual friend uh, in wrestling, my dad and I. Uh, uh, as I said, he used to, he had a funny, funny thing he used to do all the time. He'd, he'd never take me home from the arena. You know, I was only one or two years old. I was always grabbing somebody. I was always in somebody else's car. You that know? had to be the first clue. I hated that. They tried moving on me a couple times. always found where they lived. Uh, we had a guy... Uh, who was, who was one the mutual, of my favorites. Who was the mutual friend that you had? The great zucchini. You remember this guy? The great they zucchini. They used to fire him out of a cannon. 
at the wrestling matches, they had a net set up. Way on the other side of the ring, they'd fire this guy out of the can, and one night they missed. He blew out the whole wall at the rendezvous ballroom, went across North Avenue, ended up in a parking lot over there. They turned it into a fast food restaurant, and that's the last they ever saw of the great zucchini. Well, he's lucky. You got it, zucchini? Yeah, I got it. You're <laughs> I lucky. just made that up. You're lucky your dad didn't park him. Would have been an extra two bucks in another body, right? I love being with you. I, you're great. I <laughs> thank you. Mr. Baseball Bob. Uh... Don't worry about all right, and that soundbite, not really wrestling-related, but Euchre always having fun, always had the gift of gab, and, and comedy, obviously. Him and Mean Gene are great together. I had to include this here on this episode of The Grenade. And we close out this episode of Primetime Wrestling. One more soundbite during the outro of the show, more training camp talk, as Bobby Heenan once again invites Gorilla Monsoon back to the camp of Andre the Giant. It's indeed. Feature time. Go ahead. You're going to tell us yours. now. I'm just, I was just going to introduce our feature match. King Kong Bunny and Jake the Snake Roberts. Now, tell us what you saw that was wrong. Well, I'm not exactly sure. I, I would like to get one more invitation to the uh, poker. Am I supposed to say where? No. You're not supposed to say anything. I'd like to get one more invitation to the campsite. And then you'll come clean. I, I will. You will give your word. Let's go to the room. You got the invitation. Thank you. I can't wait to get back to the camp. Take another look. Well, you're going to give me your honest opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you're not going to disclose where it is to anybody. I got your word on that. No, I won't. You, won't. you won't object to this, I hope, Brain. I probably will. Well, if you do, then the whole trip to the return trip to the camp is off. But I would like to bring my own camera crew no. with me. If you... No. Well, then you'll just have to get along without my expertise then. If that's that's the way you feel. What about. do you want to film? Well, I, I just I just want to uh, I want to make sure that I have clear in my own mind what I'm seeing, and by looking at it on tape over and over again, I can get a better feel for that. You cannot play this on any station, though. All right, I'll, I'll agree to that. Well, I, I'll agree to you to have a camera. Though. Oh, okay, that's great. So that uh, folks, you're you can... up to something. I don't like the sound of this. First of all, you go there and you steal. I mean, I guarantee you, you I won't shoot any of the shots of the number of weasels running all over the property. There's no weasels on my property. We'll be back next week with Prime There's Time. There's some little muskrats. I have a couple everybody. dogs out there. All right, Monsoon had implied he thought he noticed some issues in Andre's training. Bobby Heenan inviting Monsoon back to take a second look to spot that flaw that Gorilla Monsoon was talking about prior. And Gorilla Monsoon will return, well, sort of return, to the training camp, and we'll see footage, actually the footage already up on our YouTube account over at youtube.com slash Grenade. It's fun time. You can see Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan wander around the forest. Gorilla leaving a trail of bananas. A gorilla knows his own bananas. You'll get the joke if you watch the video. However, Gorilla Monsoon will return, or attempt to return, back to the training site of Andre the Giant, along with Bobby the Brain Heenan. And we'll talk about that more on next week's edition of Primetime Wrestling, which is also on next week's edition of the grenade we roll on to the march 14th edition superstars of wrestling tape back february 16th new haven connecticut at the civic center and it's saturday night's main event weekend it's saturday guys superstars tonight saturday night's main event we talked about it two episodes ago the big battle royal andre the giant and hulk hogan involved randy savage versus george the animal steel miss elizabeth on the line is a prize aha the heart foundation experiencing their first time Defending their tag team titles against Tito Santana and Dan Spivey, the lousy hyenas, and so much more. You guys can go back to a couple March Project episodes ago, I believe episode number 69 of The Grenade. We talked all about Saturday Night's Main Event in detail, in length. Great episode. 
Go back, check it out. Episode 69 of The Memory Grenade. It may not be the showdown at the OK Corral, but it was the WWF versus WCW, Raw versus Nitro, the Monday Night War, the Ratings War, the NWO, the Attitude Era. While everyone discusses who won the war, it's truly the battles within the war that made this weekly episodic rivalry so exciting. We break it all down, from episode reviews to backstage news to those ever-important TV ratings. It's Monday Warfare, The Battles Within, exclusively as part of the WrestleCopia brand, available on WrestleCopia.com and all of your favorite podcast streaming apps. Welcome back, and all right, it's Vince McMahon, Jesse the Body Ventura, Bruno San Martino on commentary as we head to the ring for the Killer Bees, slated to take on the team of Iron Mike Sharp and Tiger Chung Lee. The Bees wearing those yellow sneakers and those black ballet-like tights under their striped trunks. I'll say it again, looks absolutely goofy. Even Jesse Ventura here on commentary mocking it says it looks like ballet tights, so he agrees with me. Thank you, Jesse. And if I had to break it down any further, honestly, if you guys go and look at the outfits the Bees were wearing during this short period of time, looks more like something a kid would wear to an elementary school pageant than a wrestling gear. As the match gets going, we get an insert promo from the Doctor of Style Slick, the Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov. They say they're going to make honey out of the bees at WrestleMania 3. I don't think it works like that, Slick. Now, had they waited a few months and said they're going to make glue out of young stallions, that might have worked. So the similarities between this match and the match at WrestleMania, it's the Killer Bee's speed versus the power of their opponents in Sharp and Chung Lee. But that's pretty much where the similarities end between Chung Lee and Sharp and Volkov and the Sheik. Bees start off at the basics here, working the arm of Tiger Chung Lee, but the heels get Brunzel in their corner for some double teaming, even causing a distraction, forcing the referee to miss a tag from Brunzel to Brian Blair, keeping Brunzel in the ring, though. However, Chung Lee holding Brunzel up as Iron Mike Sharp comes off the ropes, but Brunzel out of the way, ducks Iron Mike, and Sharp nails Chung Lee instead. Finally, Brunzel makes the tag out to be Brian Blair, and almost immediately, it's the butt-butt, the bee-sting, sends Iron Mike Sharp out of the ring, tag back to Jim Brunzel as Brian Blair whips Tiger Chung Lee into the Brunzel dropkick. This one goes 4 minutes and 47 seconds. The Bees pick up the win in another entirely too long Bees squash. But we're not done yet with those Killer Bees, because here's Mean Gene standing by with a Killer Bees promo, but have no fear, on the other side, it's back-to-back promos following the Bees. Stay tuned for the Macho Man Randy Savage. As part of the biggest wrestling extravaganza of all time, the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov are going to be meeting these gentlemen, the Killer Bees, B. Brian Blair, and you, Jumpin' Jim Brunzel. That's right, Gene. Uh, this is uh, Brian and Mai's biggest match in the WWF, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to make the best of this opportunity against Sheik and Volkov. What about it, Beeper, B. Brian Blair? Well, you know me, Gene, I'm so excited. I've got so much energy right now, and you know I haven't even eaten my honey yet. But come Sunday, March 29th, Brunzi and I are going to stroll on down to Hazel's Honey Hut, and we're going to yeah. get us a quart of orange blossom some special we're gonna split it on up drink it on down and then nikolai volkov and the iron sheik they're going down because you know the nastiest thought i can think of you know it's kind of like losing your honey and she steals all your money i mean just that gut feeling you know when i hear nikolai volkov up there singing that russian national russian national anthem excuse me i'm getting so excited sheik and volkov are going down mean gene 
I thank you very much. And I know Killer you're Beast. making the scene, and you'll always look. You're always looking clean too, there, Mean Gene. All right, Keep it I, up, Daddy. I thank you. Be Brian Blair. By the way, Aretha Franklin, Bob Uecker, Mary Hart from Entertainment Tonight, Alice Cooper. All those great superstars plus World Wrestling Federation stars on hand for the great one. Come on in. Intercontinental champion, Macho Man Randy Savage. Title defense in WrestleMania 3. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. George the Animal Steel. Randy in his corner. You trying to intimidate me, huh? No, you trying no. to scare me before the big one? Yeah, before the one that really matters? Yeah, I'm talking being close to the time that 90,000 plus people are in the Silver Dome and millions and millions of people all around the world. No, not to me. Not to the macho man Randy Savage. The dragon will burn. I certainly didn't want to give Mr. Savage the impression that I was trying to verbally intimidate him. However, I will say it's going to be his most crucial title defense to date when Ricky the Dragon Steamboat challenges him as part of WrestleMania 3 from the Silverdome on March 29th. All right, and boy, Brian Blair taking being a B very seriously, at least when it comes to honey. We've heard him talk about hives and honey and, and wings flapping in the past. Jimmy and I ate so much honey today that I am so excited. I got so much energy. Mean Gene, my toes started tapping and my wings started flapping. Talk about getting into your character. Take notes, Terry Taylor. It works so well for the Killer Bees. And of course, the Macho Man promo, always a fun time. Wasn't going to let that go by the wayside. As we continue on with superstars, here's update with Mean Gene Okerlund. This week, he talks the tale of the tape in the upcoming main event match, WrestleMania 3, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. No surprise, the challenger, Andre, does have Hogan beat out in most measurements in his body. Andre much taller, Andre much heavier. But there's one particular area where Hogan beats the giant out, and that's in the arms, brother. Hulk Hogan's 24-inch pythons compared to Andre's measly 21-inch arms. All right. And that was the tale of the tape. We'll hear more of that at WrestleMania 3. But right now, we're back to the ring. King Harley Race, Bobby Heenan in his corner, taking on Don Driggers. As we see a lovely, oh, gorgeous Federette standing ringside for this one. Short blonde haired beauty. Not sure her name. I always wondered, how come Suzette was the only Federette that got a name? What did she have in her contract that the rest of the Federettes didn't? And before the match starts, Bobby Heenan demanding the fans to get out of their seats and bow to the king of professional wrestling as we get an insert promo from Bob Euchre, who is pumped for WrestleMania 3. Back to the match, though. Race and Driggers crisscross leads to Don Driggers connecting with a dropkick on the King. But Driggers to the well once too many times, misses a second dropkick, and it's takeover time for the King Harley race here. As we cut backstage to the Junkyard Dog standing by, watching Race on a monitor backstage. Dog looks disgusted at Harley race on the offense, says he's seen enough. And the next time he sees the King will be at WrestleMania 3. JYD walks off, walks away from the monitor, disgusted at the antics of the king, and back to ringside, we see the patented Harley Race knee drop before the cradle suplex, no bridge, gets the win for the king, one minute and 43 seconds. So it started off as a pretty hot top feud for WrestleMania between the dog and Harley Race has really hit a wall here. Nothing to really further the story since early January, and that's probably somewhat to do with dog no-showing left and right here. Undependable is the dog at this point, and we'll talk more about that and the ramifications of that when we get to our WrestleMania 3 definitive edition of The Grenade in just a couple weeks' time. As for now, it's back to another interview. Mean Gene Okerlund standing by with the Can-Am Connection. One of the great matches as part of WrestleMania 3, 12 great matches in all, by the way, pits the Can-Am Connection against the newly formed team 
of singles veterans Don Morocco and Cowboy Bob Orton. The Can-Am Connection, Tom Zink, and of course you, Ricky Martell. Well, countdown has started for the Can-Am Connection. We're getting ready March 29th. I mean, this is the opportunity we've been waiting for. And believe me, we're going to be ready. More Orton, Morocco, what a great tactic. No matter if you don't like the way they walk, the way they talk, but when the match starts, you know, they're one of the best team in the world. And we're going to show what we can do, right, Thomas? That's right, Rick. Yeah. Mr. Fuji, you said what you're going to do to us, what your men are going to do to us. Well, believe me, we're going to keep an eye on you. You want to stick your nose in the ring, we're going to be ready for you. You know, there's an old saying about Mr. Fuji, watch the cane. Mean Gene, warning the Can-Ams to watch the cane of Mr. Fuji at WrestleMania when they take on Morocco and Orton. Before we head off to yet another promo, this time it's Slick. And his man, the natural Butch Reed, standing by. Reed says when he's done with Coco Beware at WrestleMania, he's going to be plucked feathers. As Reed sprinkles feathers down from his hand, he says he's going to make Frankie a la soup. I don't think that's the proper line, but I get the gist of it, Butch. So WWF giving these guys, the Can-Ams, Butch Reed, time to at least acknowledge their matches, even if it's 10 seconds like Reed got here. They're getting time to make something out of their matches coming up at the big pay-per-view. One noticeable fault in this promo, other than Reed's delivery, was Slick clearly towering over Butch Reed. A good look, look to be a foot taller. Maybe I'm exaggerating a little, but Slick far taller than his protege Butch Reed here. I think I would have made this less obvious. Maybe have Slick crouch down a little bit, have Butch Reed stand on a pallet or what have you. They've done it many times in the past, just didn't seem to care about it here. But Slickster and Butch Reed have words for the Birdman, Coco Beware. And speaking of Coco, we head to the ring for our next match. It's Berio taking on Coco Beware. And we won't be seeing Barry entirely too much longer here in 1987, and for good reason. More on that in the post-WrestleMania edition of The Grenade when we talk April 1987 news here in the WWF Project. But for now, it is Coco Beware taking on Barry O, the brother of Cowboy Bob Orton, as Jesse Ventura with more buckwheat talk. We get here from the body, and hey, we have a Rosati sisters sighting in the crowd. They're doing the bird. Those Rosatis love to have fun. We also see an insert promo here from Tito Santana, who's currently feuding with Slick and Butch Reed. Tito has advice for the Birdman. He says, watch out for Slick on the outside while wrestling the natural at WrestleMania. And please leave a little bit of Butch Reed for Tito Santana. Arriba! Then back to the action. Barry O sends Coco Beware out to the floor, but Ware back up on the apron, blocks a turnbuckle smash from the outside and climbs to the top rope. Missile dropkick! And a not-so-pretty Ghostbuster. Coco Beware with a quick win here. One minute and 41 seconds. And we just saw a couple weeks ago, Coco Beware got Iron Mike Sharp, 300 pounds of Mike Sharp up just fine in a really nice looking brain buster. So I'm going to give this on Barry O's fault for making this a sloppy spot. Nevertheless, the Birdman picks up a win as he perches Frankie on the top rope and lightly begins to shake the rope, forcing Frankie to flap his wings. Not cool, Coco. PETA coming for you, brother. So we get an entire segment spent on building up the Coco Beware and Butch Reed match. We hear from Tito Santana, who's also feuding with Slick and Butch Reed as well. And I ain't mad at that. Everything matters, at least a little bit, headed into WrestleMania and a great plug there for that matchup. As we go off to yet another bumper promo, Mean Gene Okerlund standing by with Aretha Franklin. They talk Jimmy Hart, who Aretha Franklin refers to as a one-hit wonder. Keep on dancing, Jimmy. Just a quick bumper here, guys. Franklin clearly fed the lines of what to say. She probably doesn't know what she's talking about, but at least she's participating. And it's promos galore here. We continue on. Once again, this time we're going to listen to this one. Soundbite, Mean Gene Okerlund standing by with WWF champion Hulk Hogan. You know what's on his mind. It's Andre the Giant. 
We are counting down to WrestleMania 3 at the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. Of course, on Sunday afternoon, March the 29th, heavyweight champion of the world, Hulk Hogan. I cannot believe that the pressure is not starting to get to you. A title defense against your former friend, now bitter enemy, Andre the Giant. In his corner, Bobby the Brain Heenan, and you know what people are saying all around the world. I don't care what the people are saying around the world, man. I want to live forever, brother. You know, I'm not worried spiritually about this thing. I got my travel arrangements made. I got the deal upstairs already done. But it's mortally, brother. Andre the Giant is the only reason I can't live forever, man. I've seen the little Hulkamaniacs. They're trained in the prayers of vitamins. They're going to live forever. Hulkamania is going to live forever. And if Andre the Giant physically destroyed me, physically wiped me out, physically took the belt, maybe the little Hulkers wouldn't believe that you've got to play it straight, that you've got to keep your head high, man. Andre the Giant, Hulkamania will live forever. And in front of 93,000 people, brother, with the whole world watching on closed-circuit TV, you will feel the power of the largest arms in the world. You will feel the wrath of the Hulkamaniacs, Andre the Giant. And if I get you down in a compromising position, there will be no mercy, brother. I'm going to think about the time when you tore my shirt, when you ripped the cross, when you tore the heart and the souls out of all those little holsters, brother. And if nothing else happens, man, if nothing else happens, I'll get you for that. All right, the heavyweight champion of the world with perhaps his biggest test ever. All right, Hulk Hogan wants to live forever, brother. And Hulkamania itself will indeed live forever, but mortally... Hogan worries about himself. Wait, I thought Hulk Hogan was immortal. Never mind. Hogan says that Andre is the only reason that he can't live forever. That is until Hogan takes him down at WrestleMania 3, brother. So is that the definitive point where Hulk Hogan becomes immortal when he defeats Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 3? We'll have to wait and see. As we get another fun promo from Bob Euchre here, standing by his lonesome to begin things, Bob claims that he's a good friend of Andre the Giant. Why? He met Andre years ago in Europe. In fact, they're best friends. Enter Andre the Giant, stage right even. Andre putting his arm around Bob Euchre, surprising him, making a fist with his free hand into the face of Euchre. Bob with some comical response interaction here with Andre the Giant. Euchre so good with everyone, and I love his segments with Andre here, and especially at WrestleMania 4. Hey, would you mind getting your foot off my shoulder? Oh, chokes him. Love that gif. Love that video. Love that promo. Hopefully we cover that here someday on The Grenade. Show goes on with the mighty Hercules, formerly Hernandez, Bobby Heenan in his corner, taking on Mario Mancini. And we get an insert promo here from the shouting, raging Billy Jack Haynes. He says both men are in the best shape of their lives. And we'll see who the master of the full Nelson really is. At WrestleMania, Jesse Ventura on commentary points out how violent Billy Jack sounds. And no kidding, Jesse. Jeez. This one's an easy match for the Herc. Gets the win with the full Nelson, 1 minute and 19 seconds, really digging the intensity here of Hercules in recent months, getting a push since coming under the tutelage of Bobby the Brain Heenan, working Hogan on a fall Saturday night's main event, winning the Battle Royal here in the March 87 Saturday night's main event, staying relevant and the fun feud with Billy Jack Haynes. As for Mario Mancini, his opponent, living proof that anyone can have a wrestling podcast and believe their own shit. George Scott would have pushed you? He was there for two years with you. Get real. As we're off to another edition of Roddy Piper's Pit, 
guest this week, WWF champion Hulk Hogan. But before he brings the Hulkster out, Roddy wants to remind everyone, in two weeks' time, it's WrestleMania. No retreat and no surrender, says the Hot Rod. This match with Adrian Adonis, and out comes the WWF champion, Hulk Hogan, with an intense stare at Roddy Piper. Hogan teasing possibly some dissension with the Hot Rod? No, no. The Hulkster begins to talk up Roddy Piper. Yeah, because he knows you're leaving in two weeks. Hogan says that Roddy Piper ain't gonna let no fat boy put him to sleep. Come on, Hogan, be a star. Poor Adrian. We get mutual admiration here. Piper puts over Hogan, too. Says he knows that they'd have to bury Hulk six feet under to get the belt off of him. That's a shoot, brother. From there, Hogan begins to talk about the doubters, brother. Hogan doesn't know if he can slam the big, nasty, stinky, rotten giant, dude. But he's gonna try no matter what. Hulk says that Andre tore the heart and soul out of the little Hulksters when he tore the shirt and crucifix off of Hogan's body, and for that, Andre will pay. Hulk and Piper stare each other down once more, shake hands, and leave the pit side by side, the crowd eating it up all the way, Roddy Piper and Hulk Hogan with a handshake, seemingly bearing the hatchet once and for all, or at least until WCW, to end the segment. As we're off to yet another WrestleMania 3 report, we hear from Bob Euchre standing by with Jimmy Hart. They talk the upcoming hair match between Adonis and Roddy Piper. We also hear from Mary Hart, who's standing by with Andre the Giant, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Mary calls Bobby a weasel. Not quite as good as Lee Marshall did it, but hey, who can? Andre looks down at Mary Hart after that and says, You talk too much. So these two celebrities in particular, Bob Euchre and Mary Hart, have been such pros with this, doing whatever's asked for them by the WWF. So some more short but fun promos from both Euchre and Mary Hart here, mixing with the talent. This time, the heel Jimmy Hart as well as Andre and Bobby Heenan. From there, we get some promos. It's promo time, guys. Talking WrestleMania 3. First, we're off to Billy Jack Haynes. Of course, he's talking Hercules. WrestleMania 3, Hercules. We are going to see who the master of the full Nelson is. No more ifs, no more ands, no more buts. I'm in the best shape of my professional wrestling career five years. Six days a week, two hours a day, running stairs, wrist curls. This fool Nelson is ready, Hercules. You signed a dotted line, punk. There's no more running. WrestleMania 3 will decide who is the master of the full Nelson, baby. All right, Haynes been doing some wrist curls, preparing himself for the full Nelson here. At WrestleMania, Hercules beware. More action coming up at the big pay-per-view includes the Rougeau brothers taking on the Dream Team, they're accompanied by Dino Bravo. Boy, what a stroke of luck for the Dream Team. Now, finally, we're going to get a fair shake and a fair share of WrestleMania 3 because we got the man right here, the man of the hour, the Canadian champion. I'm talking about Dino Bravo in our corner, the Dream Team's corner. Beefcake, Greg, let me tell you something. I want to be there. I want to show they don't pull any tricks on you. And I want to be there when you beat those guys in WrestleMania 3. All right, Greg, the Hammer Valentine, they're putting over Bravo as their secret weapon. It's not a secret if you tell everybody. But Dino Bravo, the secret weapon of the Dream Team here, the crown jewel, if you will, baby. And last but not least, one more promo here in the WrestleMania report this week. Six-man tag team action upcoming at WrestleMania featuring... Tito Santana and the Bulldogs take it on the trio of the Hart Foundation and Danny Davis. <laughs> you know, Jimmy, Hitman, and the newest member of the Foundation, Danny Davis, I can understand the Bulldogs being a little upset, but what's with the Burrito Brother 
Santana, what's his problem? What's his beef, Jimmy? He wants to make a beef with the foundation? Wrong beef to make, pal. Wrong beef. That's right. The foundation. The greatest team in professional wrestling. The Hitman, the Anvil, and Danny Davis. <laughs> so the Hearts, they know what the Bulldogs' problem is, but they want to know what's going on with Burrito Brother Santana here and why he's sticking his nose into their business. As we're back to the ring, Intercontinental Champion Macho Man Randy Savage, Miss Elizabeth in his corner, taking on C.V. Afi. And as the Macho Man enters the ring, you can notice Savage getting more and more over lately, and the crowd noise in this particular match proves it. Even the announcers have to acknowledge it, though Vince McMahon claims that the cheering is for Elizabeth, which is partially true, I'm sure, but just loud pops here for the Macho Man, who is completely a heel still at this point. Before the match gets going, we get an insert promo by Elizabeth talking about George Steele being in the corner of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat at WrestleMania. She says, George is a nice man. He has kind eyes and a, a nice smile. He'd never do anything to actually hurt Elizabeth. What? Macho Man hears this off camera and goes ballistic. Savage rushes into the promo, startling Miss Elizabeth and tells her to get out of here. He doesn't want to hear it. Miss Elizabeth putting over the kindness of George the Animal Steel. Always fun seeing what Randy Savage will come up with next. But it's back to the ring for action. C.V. Afi with a quick crossbody right out of the gate for a two count and drop kicks the Macho Man out of the ring. But then back inside, Savage tries a turnbuckle smash on C.V. Afi, who no-sells it, because, you know, hardhead Samoan and all. Headbutts Savage down to the mat. You see, even jobber Samoans have hardheads. Afi with a big body slam, but Macho with his knees up on a pump splash in the corner. Afi going for that Vader bomb landing on the knees of the Macho Man. And it's time to take over for the Intercontinental Champion, Macho nailing a sit-out clothesline before tossing Afi out to the floor. From there, it's a running high knee into the back of Afi as he stumbles face-first into the guardrail. Ooh, that didn't look too pretty. Then back inside, Macho Man slamming Afi in place for the patented flying elbow as the Intercontinental Champion Randy Savage picks up the win, 1 minute and 36 seconds. And post-match, Miss Elizabeth tries to climb in the ring. Savage points for her to get down off the apron. Get to the back. I wrote, LOL, what a heel here. The Macho Man Randy Savage. Definitely primed and ready for WrestleMania at this point. And another man primed and ready. We heard earlier from Billy Jack Haynes doing those wrist curls. Now it's time to hear from Bobby Heenan and Hercules. It is always a privilege and a pleasure for me to articulate on the subject of professional wrestling with one of the busiest managers in this great sport today. He is the distinguished resident of Beverly Hills, California. He is Bobby the we if, uh, Brain Heenan. Why don't you get it straight? I, I, now, you're going to have 90-some thousand people yelling weasel. saying weasel. That's Why? Uh, keep your mouth shut. Can't you just say Bobby the Brain? I've proven myself as a brain. I've put this man in the, in the highest form of professional wrestling now. Look at the conditioning. Look at this man, what he's going to do to Billy Jerk. I've got the king. I've got Bundy, and I've got Andre the Giant, the heavyweight champion of the world. And you dare call me some furry, four-footed, tail-infested, flea-bitten animal? I apologize, Bobby Heenan. I will never call you Weasel again. You know, Billy Jack Haynes, is it, it has been written, and it's been laid down, handed down from generation to generation. You'll get that, Bobby. 
From soothsayers and sages I've sat with the wise men. I've marched with the greatest warriors that ever crossed the world. Billy Jack Haynes, this time, the Silver Dome, WrestleMania 3, it's going to be you and me. It's going to be a death trap. And when I slap that full Nelson on you, I'm going to rip the bones from your back. Billy Jack Haynes, you're through. And then we're going to go out there and I'm going to watch the Giants. And Hulk Hogan, the greatest match of all times. It is. I, I, I agree with you on that. I thank you very much, Hercules. You're still upset. I don't like you, Angie. Okay, I thank you very much. I don't want to touch. I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole. Now, you want to get down to talking about something yes, with I would, but we're out of first. time. I'm sorry. We're all out of What? All right, very interesting promo there from Hercules, from soothsayers to sages. Wow, Hurt also taking his gimmick seriously as of late. And of course, the promo goes a little long for Hercules' taste here. He runs out of ideas of what to say, so randomly utters the sentence, I don't like you, mean Gene, as he walks off the set. I wrote, LOL, made me laugh. And we're out of time as Bobby Heenan tries to come back in and cut a promo. Sorry, we're out of time, pal. Bobby Heenan gets the shaft there. And next week on Superstars, we learn it'll be the debut, the in-ring debut of Ho Hacksaw Jim Duggan, scheduled to take on the Iron Sheik, also highlights. From Saturday night's main event, as we move on, one more episode of TV here. This week on The Grenade, it's WWF Wrestling Challenge, March 15th, 1987. Taped back February 17th, Springfield, Massachusetts, at the Civic Center. Gorilla Monsoon Bobby Heenan on commentary as we head off to the ring. It's Billy Jack Haynes taking on Moondog Spot. Before the match begins, we see a clip of the recent Billy Jack versus King Kong Bundy match, in which Bobby Heenan distracts Haynes long enough for Hercules to lay in an attack by the Heenan family there. We also get an insert promo, another raging, scary promo here from Billy Jack Haynes as he warns Bobby Heenan to stay out of his way at WrestleMania. Back to the match, Haynes versus Spot, in case you forgot. Spotty attacks Billy Jack Haynes, but only pisses him off, and it's straight into the full Nelson. Haynes picking up the win in just one minute and nine seconds here, and Spotty will continue to appear on TV here through the end of this month, but in reality, I believe he finished up somewhere around March 10th, so Moondog Spot not long here for WWF TV as we go off to a promo involving Jesse the Body Ventura and a shirtless Bob Euchre. And Bob, for his age, doesn't look too bad here. Looks kind of in shape for the average guy. But Jesse gets on to about that white chest hair. No kidding. Ventura tells Euchre it looks like wool. Indeed, Bob. Indeed. And it wasn't too long ago we heard a promo from the WWF champion Hulk Hogan. Now we're going to hear from the flip side. It's me and Gene Okerlund standing by with Bobby the Brain Heenan and challenger Andre the Giant. Well, Andre the Giant, the one thing I will say for you, sir, you have certainly gotten the attention of the heavyweight champion of the world, Hulk Hogan, the man you're going to be meeting next Sunday, the 29th in the Silverdome. I'm going to do the talking, he's going to do the wrestling. And Hogan, you're going to step in that ring as a heavyweight champion of the world. The eyes of this whole world of professional sports is on you right now. Can you retain the championship of the world? Will you be able to backpedal? Will you be able to run? Will you be able to save that title, the one you cherish more than anything in this world? Hogan, save yourself the worry. The answer is no. Three years as heavyweight champion of the world is coming to an end the 29th of March in the Pontiac Silverdome. Fifteen years this man is under defeated. Nobody's beaten him. Nobody's come close to beating him. It is over. Hulk Amania is dead, the next heavyweight champion of the world. Hulk Hogan has said that Hulk Amania will live forever. We're uh, going to uh, find uh, out in the Silver Dome uh, on the 29th when this man, Andre the Giant, beats the champion. Bigger! Better! 
WrestleMania 3 Bigger, Better, Badder. And we're back to the ring. Six-man tag team action, the Dream Team. It's Valentine and Beefcake teaming with Dino Bravo, luscious Johnny V in their corner, taking on the trio of Paul Roma, the Italian Stallion Salvatore Bellomo, and Mike Luca. And before the match gets going, we see a clip again of Adrian Adonis cutting the hair of Beefcake as Brudeye looks incensed in this match, coming to the ring with a bandana on his head to hide the terrible haircut he was given by Adrian Adonis. We also get an insert promo here from the Rougeau brothers who warned Dino Bravo not to get involved in their match with the Dream Team at WrestleMania. Of course, we know Bravo will be in the corner of the Dream Team at the pay-per-view for some odd reason. Early on, it's Paul Roma with a surprise cross body block on Dino Bravo, snags a two count, but Dino takes over on the Italian stallion, Salvatore Bellomo. Valentine tags in, but old Sal busts out the old mule kick to a big pop here, from me anyway. Haven't seen Sal use that in quite some time. But the hammer right back on top, shoulder breaker, takes Bellomo down as Paul Roma tags back in, but he eats a gut wrench suplex from Dino Bravo. Bravo tagging in to Beefcake here. Brudeye comes in, but eats a dropkick from Paul Roma, and Roma rips the bandana off of the head of Brutai, and he is hot. Then Roma immediately tags out to partner Luca and gives Luca the bandana. What an asshole move for a babyface. Luca unwisely holds onto the bandana and enters the ring. As Brutus Beefcake turns around, sees Luca holding the bandana, he is incited, and it's beatdown time on poor Mike Luca here, then Beefcake with a backbreaker before Bravo tags in with a nice-looking back suplex. Dream Team and Dino Bravo picking up the win after that, 3 minutes and 52 seconds. Post-match, Beefcake attacks Luca again, beats the living crap out of him here. Valentine and company have to keep pulling Beefcake off of poor Mike Luca, a man with the looks of Brutus Beefcake, all that vain, can't stop looking like a fool and making poor Mike Luca pay for it here. Paul Roma never even has to pay for ripping the bandana off of Beefcake's head. Poor Mike Luca. As it's time for yet another promo, Mean Gene Okerlund once again standing by Rick Martell and Tom Zank. Can-Am Connection. All right, get ready for 12 of the greatest matches, each and every one of them. A main event on one card, under one roof at the Silver Dome in WrestleMania 3, Sunday afternoon, March the 29th. Veterans Don Morocco, the magnificent one, and ace cowboy Bob Orton now combining their talents as a tag team to meet this duel. Tom Zink, Rick Martell, a Can-Am connection. You gentlemen are on fire, and you're going to have to be at your best in WrestleMania 3, Tom, to meet and defeat this uh, combination of Morocco and Orton. That's right, Gene. Like you said, we have a very tough test, but it's a very important day for us, and we're really excited to be a part of WrestleMania 3. Orton and Morocco, we've faced them before. We know they're a very tough team, and we know we've got to keep an eye on Mr. Fuji. Oh, indeed, keep an eye on Mr. Fuji. Uh, Rick Martell, you know how devious this gentleman can be. That's right, and you know, and whether you like Morocco and Orton or not, you know, you have to be impressed with them, you know? I mean, even if you don't like the way they walk or they talk about how they, the two coolest people in the, in the world, and, you know, Morocco, what a powerhouse in that... Orton, what a wrestling machine, you know, and we are going to have the test of our life in WrestleMania, but think about it, 93,000 people, you know what energy that's going to generate, and we're going to need every one bit of it. All right, WrestleMania 3 upcoming, it's the Can-Ams versus Orton in Morocco. They say they need the support of the fans, not the greatest promo ever, but then again, wasn't really expecting it to be. Speaking of promos, another Bob Euchre bumper spliced in here before we go back to the ring, it's the Junkyard Dog. Taking on Rick Rinslow, we get an insert promo here from Bobby Heenan and Harley Race. 
In the past, in these insert promos during the dog matches, Bobby Heenan has taught the dog lessons number one and lessons number two. Of course, lesson number one being how to bow before the king. Lesson number two is how to kneel before the king. And now, here comes lesson number three. They're going to teach JYD how to place the crown on the head of the King Harley race at WrestleMania 3. And hey, before the match gets going, I should also point out referee here, Rita Marie, still with the company in mid-March. And that should be no shocker. She's worked house shows recently, and this match was actually taped back on February 17th. And the dog comes to the ring this week having none of it. No selling Rinslow and a headbutt and a very lazy low power slam. The thump barely gets him up past his waistline. Does the dog. Rinslow goes down. JYD scores the win in just a minute and two seconds. Didn't even look like he wanted to be out there, but he does a little juking with the kids after the match. As we move on to a promo from Jake the Snake Roberts and Alice Cooper. Jake has words for the honky-tonk man before Alice Cooper tells Jimmy Hart he better keep on dancing. And with that, I got a couple more promos, more sound bites lined up for you here. It's me and Gene Okerlund standing by with the adorable Adrian Adonis. And on the other side, it's Bobby Heenan and the mighty Hercules. They're all talking. You got it. WrestleMania 3. All right, in WrestleMania 3 at the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan, this man, Adrian Adonis from New York City, to meet Rowdy Roddy Piper. It will be, by the way, Piper's very last match in professional wrestling. And that, uh, that cannot be a good sign at all. Not only that, the loser of this one will have his head shaven. Adrian Adonis? Yes. Everybody knows that's what's going to happen to the loser. Everybody knows that Roddy Piper is his last match. He's going to Hollywood to make his Super B movies. Now, Mr. Piper, do you think I'm going to let you put any clippers on my head? You've got to be insane. You've got to be a mental case. Coming out of this match, you've got to be the loser because the payback is coming right to you. I am going to be the clippered clawed. I'm the one that's going to be do all the cutting. But i got to decide what kind of tool I'm going to use. Hedge clipper, chainsaw, Who's anything violent I'd like. All right, I thank you very much. You're you. welcome. Don't wheeze a lot of this one, pal. It's a big match. You know that. Uh, thank you very much. Come on in, Bobby. Oh, you like to drop those cliches, don't you? What's that? Talking about him uh, sneaking out of this one. You didn't want to say it, did you? I can say it. All I can say is this man right here, Hercules, the strongest man in professional wrestling, is going to show Billy Jerk what it's all about. What about it, Doug? Uh... Oh, Billy Jack Haynes, I've told you and I've warned you. I've told you every move that you make, every breath that you take, I'll be standing right behind you, and I'm going to be watching you, and I'm going to wait for the time when I can set these arms around you and break your neck, just like you said you would be mine. The Silver Dome, Pontiac, Michigan, WrestleMania, it's your death trap. I'm going to rip the bones from your back, Billy Jack Haynes. And I'm going to manage the heavyweight champion of the world. See, Andre the Giant is going to become the heavyweight champion at the expense of the number one man today. That's what Hulk I like Hogan. about you. You always think in a positive vein. Don't you? Well, of course I do. Who's going to... Pick told a winner. You that, what if I told you that Hulk Hogan would be the heavyweight champion of the world? I'd say you're wrong. You pick a winner. I'll pick Hulk Hogan. You want to bet on it? Sure. I'll bet you anything on it. But you'll be a loser, just like Hogan. All right, Adonis says Piper's off to make Super B movies after WrestleMania. And based on these promos, it sounds like Adrian Adonis has went from doing the, the gay gimmick, if you will, to just somebody who's lost his mind, gone nuts, is the adorable Adrian. And as for Hercules, he says that Billy Jack was the one who initiated this whole, I'm going to break your neck thing, but Hercules will gladly be the one that breaks the neck 
of Billy Jack Haynes. Bobby Heenan also gets in a quick line about Andre winning the world title because, hey, why not? As it's back to the ring with Axe and Smash Demolition. Luscious Johnny V, still their manager here as they take on the team of C.V. Afi and Tommy Sharp. And just a reminder that the Demolition's new music, well, it rules. The opponent, soon to be making their way to the ring area, will be accompanied by their manager, Luscious Johnny V. At a combined weight of 568 pounds, Axe and Smash Demolition. Demolition indeed, a power to reckon with here in the World Wrestling Federation. I noticed at uh, the end of the uh, last match, Bobby DeBrain, you stood up and showed a proper respect as the junkyard dog left the ring. Now, I wanted him to know that I'm watching him well, all the time. I want to congratulate you on that. I'll tell you something about Euchre, you know, when he played ball, he was responsible for the St. Louis Cardinals winning the pennant one year. He was. Yeah, the last month he had hepatitis. Great. Where does Johnny V come up with this? guys like this. Look at Oh, going to work right away. All right, no words yet for the demos theme, but still very awesome in its own way. Bobby Heenan leaves commentary during this match for the upcoming Snake Pit segment. And with Johnny V standing ringside, usually Heenan's replacement here on commentary, it's Gorilla Monsoon calling this one all alone as we get an insert promo from Aretha Franklin talking WrestleMania 3, singing America the Beautiful. And she questions if the demolition count as Americans or is it beautiful? Parts unknown, Utah, Idaho, South Dakota, Montana. Back to the action. Smash enters the ring with that yellow zigzag pattern paint on his bicep once again to hide the tattoo. Remember when he first made his debut, Barry Darso as Smash, he smeared black paint over his tattoos. Now he's getting a little more creative, kind of a zigzag lightning pattern of yellow this week to cover those tats. As Demolition attack their opponents with their masks still on. Very cool. And dump Siviafi and Sharp out of the ring. From there, Siviafi never tags in. Tommy Sharp demolished and destroyed. As Demolition revert back to the decapitation maneuver. Scoring the win in 1 minute and 58 seconds. So the demos, they have the music. They're back to the decapitation finisher. The backbreaker and the elbow off the middle rope combo. Now they just need to fine tune the manager situation. And they're on their way. Seriously, though, Bill Eady, a longtime veteran, and Darso knows what he's doing after runs with Watts, Florida, Crockett. These guys are already working well together. Add to that their unique look, and you can already feel something special developing with Demolition easily. They can easily be slid in as the number two heel team behind the Hart Foundation soon because Volkov and Sheik is getting very old hat. And it is off to the snake pit with Andre the Giant and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Before they're brought out, Jake the Snake Roberts talks intimidation being a factor. He says intimidation leads to fear, which leads to the advantage. When talking about the honky-tonk man, Snake warns HTM about their upcoming match at WrestleMania as Bobby Heenan and Andre enter the snake pit. The snake tries to ask Andre a question, but Heenan redirects it to himself. Heenan asks Jake to pick a winner in the Hogan and Andre match, but Robert slyly kind of sidesteps the question, doesn't really give an answer. Jake talks about Andre losing the respect of the people. Roberts then questions Andre why he needs someone like Bobby Heenan to get the job done. Andre stares intensely at the camera, never moving. Back to that zombie-esque state of mind, never responding or registering anything Jake is saying to him. Bobby Heenan continues to run down Hulk Hogan and, of course, put the giant over. Pretty basic promo here, but yet another good one from Bobby Heenan as Andre the Giant just looks focused 
and WrestleMania. As we're off yet again to the WrestleMania 3 report, it's the same as Superstars, so it's back to the ring. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat taking on the Duke of Dorchester, Pete Doherty. All right. Before the match gets going, we see a clip of the January Saturday night's main event when George Steele, quote-unquote, kidnapped Miss Elizabeth. We're then treated to an insert promo from the Macho Man who refers to George Steele as a non-factor at WrestleMania. Dig it! Aha! Referee once again, Rita Marie, for this matchup. Lots of arm work here by the Dragon, and I do mean lots. In fact, it goes on for so long, and the announcers have time to discuss the Hulk Hogan-Andre the Giant match at WrestleMania. We do see some nice drop kicks and arm drags intertwined here from the Dragon, of course. But the Duke of Dorchester with a cheap cutoff and tosses Steamboat over the top rope, but you guessed it, the Dragon skins the cat back inside, delivering a beautiful delayed suplex and a flying chop off the top rope into the head of Doherty. Steamboat getting the win in 4 minutes, 52 seconds. And much like the Killer Bees match we talked about on Superstars, far too long for a squash match, even with Doherty in there, who can be fun at times. I wish Pete was doing the Golden Terror gimmick, once again from the 1970s fame. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go check it out. It's on some all-star episodes on the Peacock. It's also, I'm sure, all over YouTube as well. Pete Doherty as the Golden Terror in the late 70s. And we've got one more soundbite for you this week before we close things up. Mean Gene Oakland standing by with two of the best. It's the WWF champion Hulk Hogan and Rowdy Roddy Piper. Folks, I'm talking to around the country right now. Not happy at all to see this man hang it up to retire from this great sport, especially at the peak of his career. But I know, Roddy Piper, you're going to be heading to Hollywood, bigger and better things. You're going to be Brian Don Levy, Ephraim Zimbalist Jr., and Pee Wee Herman all in one. You're going to do it all. How does he do that? I don't know what I'm... You know, there's a lot of people, I figured pretty be pretty happy that I'm gone since I've been the Gaddafi of professional wrestling for I don't know how long. And, and I, you know, I thought to myself... Uh, since I've seen some of the comments that the people that are happiest are the wrestlers. <laughs> uh, why did one fellow say to me, one fan, he said, uh, you had enough, huh? Mister, you have no idea what enough is. I ain't never had enough till they bury me. I'm in the peak of my career right now, 32 years off, on top of the world. There's only one other man that I can include in my category in the same peak. When I say farewell, I'm going to say farewell and goodbye. May you be half an hour in heaven before the devil knows you're dead. The only other man I know that is in my class is the world's heavyweight champion himself, Hulk Hogan. Yes, sir. Yeah, take a look at that. You think that ain't some ham hot? Woo! No, you the man. score, man. Piper gave me the thoughts. He said you are on the verge of greatness or you're on the verge of disaster. What do you want? Do you want to live forever? Tell me how. Tell me how, man. Piper looked at me and said, brother, Andre the Giant is the only thing that's stopping Hulkamania for living forever, man. They believe in you. They train, they say the prayers, they live the same with you. And Andre the Giant's the only thing that can ruin a man. Get by him. And not only this generation of little holsters, but the ones after, and the ones after, and the ones forevermore. will walk tall with pride. We'll be Hulkamaniacs. And through them, you can live forever. What a thought, Piper. What a, what a place to put my head, man. Seven foot four, 550 pounds, 90,000 alive, the whole world watching. Andre the Giant, yes, I do want to live forever. All right, Mean Gene having some fun there. Hot Rod off to Hollywood to mingle with the likes of Brian Dennehy and Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> and the Hulkster again there. More obsession with living forever, brother. 
Not sure what the deal with that is, dude. At this point, all of the big angles are out of the way. This is what they call promotion time. Time to promote the show. And they are doing an A-plus job of promoting the hell out of WrestleMania 3, continuously reminding us in each and every segment the matches, the storylines, making everything feel important. It's all everyone is talking about WrestleMania 3. All right, and that'll wrap up the first two weeks of March 1987 here in WWF TV. We'll be back again next week with the final two weeks of March TV heading into the big night of March 29th, WrestleMania 3. It's the final two weeks build to the big event. I didn't want to overload you guys here this week. Lots of sound bites here this week, especially through primetime wrestling. Lots of fun stuff from Bobby and Gorilla and just lots of fun stuff all throughout the shows as it's sort of like the calm before the storm in many ways. It seems like all of the big build, all of the major angles have now went down and now we're not coasting into WrestleMania. No, no. WWF is still putting a lot of work into the production and into building up each and every match on the show. Well, maybe except for Hillbilly Jim, King Kong Bunny, and the little guys. Nevertheless, next week, we return with the final two weeks of TV. We're heading into the home stretch on what has been a long and winding fun road to WrestleMania 3. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. All right, guys, and it's two weeks down. Two more weeks to go here in the month of March 1987 on the road to WrestleMania 3, just two weeks away. And next week, we're going to conquer those final two weeks of WWF TV for here in March. We're going to cover the weekends of the 21st and the 28th, leading into Wrestling Challenge on the 29th, which is also the date of WrestleMania 3. That's two more weeks of primetime superstars and Wrestling Challenge. We're going to talk everything the final two weeks leading in to the big event we've been building to since the very beginning here of the 1987 project, WrestleMania 3, right around the corner in just two weeks' time. So don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Wrestling Grenade. That's at R-A-S-S-L-I-N Grenade. Also follow and like us on Facebook.com slash Wrestling Grenade for your chance to win one of two of the free prize giveaways we're going to be giving away as part of that WrestleMania 3 definitive edition of the Grenade. We'll be announcing both winners, and all you have to do is follow us on social media for your chance to enter and win. Those prizes being the autograph promo picks, autograph promo picks of both Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and the Honky Tonk Man as well. Two free prizes, two winners to be announced as part of WrestleMania 3, the definitive edition here on the Wrestling Memory Grenade coming in just two weeks' time. The excitement getting so thick you could cut it with a knife. Another great reason to follow us on social media, I've been adding tons of videos and images, lots of great old school nostalgia there on both our Facebook and Twitter accounts. Also, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash wrestling grenade, always adding new videos there as well from all throughout wrestling history. Most recently dropped some AWA footage, some WWF footage from both 87 and 1988, everything from Roddy Piper's final Piper's pit in Philadelphia at the spectrum. Special guest Danny Davis, unexpected guest Adrian Adonis, both Davis and Adonis pay for their mistakes there. We also see a rare match featuring the Baron, Baron Von Raschke as the manager of the Powers of Pain, the transformation of the one-man gang into Akeem, a really fun Heart Foundation promo. A lot of people have been getting a lot of laughs from this Heart Foundation promo after turning babyface. Jimmy Hart keeping 25% of the Heart Foundation's money, as well as adopting the Rougeau brothers as his new tag team. We hear from Bret Hart and the Anvil there, a really fun promo that has a ton of people laughing on social media. Also, the beginning of the feud we never needed, Colonel DeBeer shoving Jimmy Snuka off the top rope down onto the concrete floor, beginning their rivalry in the AWA. Action between Chief Wahoo McDaniel versus the Ragin' Bull Manny Fernandez. We get a promo, 
a WWF Event Center promo featuring a pre-Red Rooster, Terry Taylor, just for the fun of it, added a 60-second Budweiser sponsor commercial for the 1988 Summer Olympics. So much up there right now on our YouTube channel. Again, that's youtube.com slash Grenade. Go check it out. Subscribe now. And of course, as always, I ask you to give our Patreon account a try. That's patreon.com slash WrestleCopia, patreon.com slash WrestleCopia, 12 tiers to choose from. But the $5 all-access tier is all I'm asking. Give it a try. Six gifts for $5, digital downloads, early access to many of the podcasts, all of my insanely detailed show notes, the Patreon-exclusive watch-along series, and so much more over there at the all-access tier, patreon.com slash Copia. And of course, there's no subscription. Cancel any time. Give it a go for a month, and I think you'll like the content we offer. And again, just thank you guys so very much, the loyal listeners out there that continue to make the Grenade and the WrestleCopia Podcast Network what it is. Without you, I wouldn't be here, guys. It's you guys that give me the drive to continue each and every week. You guys make all of this worthwhile. I appreciate you so very much. And I do ask everyone to please continue liking, following, subscribing, retweeting, downloading, listening to our shows, getting the name out there, getting the WrestleCopia brand out there. Let everybody know, hey, we exist too. I'm not a multimillionaire. I don't have a bunch of big names in my bag. But what we do promise is research like no other and a damn fun time dissecting and analyzing each and every aspect of any project that we tackle here on The Grenade and any of our other programs as well, like Monday Warfare, that's Raw versus Nitro over there, the Monday Warfare Battles Within program. And as promised, we will be back again next week, the final two weeks of March 1987 in the WWF and the Road to WrestleMania 3. Hacksaw Jim Duggan finally going to step into the WWF ring. We'll see the final edition of Roddy Piper's Pit. Last-minute words from both champion and challenger Andre the Giant getting ready for the biggest match of his entire life, taking on WWF champion Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania for the WWF title. As promised, we'll also have more on Gorilla Monsoon's visit to the training camp of Andre the Giant. Yes, all of that and sound bites galore next week again on episode 72 of The Grenade. So until then, this is Ray Russell saying from pillar to post and coast to coast, you pull the pin, We'll pick up the pieces right here on the Wrestling Memory Grenade. See you next week. Don't miss it. Be there. You're going to need help in WrestleMania. Yeah, to carry yeah. that new gold belt back to the dressing room. Right, let, me, let me explain <laughs> something to you, Brain.